Ladies and gentlemen, welcome the fuck back to the Burning Barrel Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Paul, and with me is Hank. Yo! It's been about a month. How have you been? I've been pretty good. That's good to hear. I've been dealing with cancer. Great. Like, Fun times. not me, obviously. Uh-huh. Because yeah. if I were, boy, I would have made a bigger stink about it on social media. <laughs> Holy shit. That would, like... Anytime anybody would say anything, I would just, like, reply with, yeah, well, I have cancer. Like, I would have been a dick about it. <laughs> but no. Uh, so, the last time we took a pretty long hiatus, it was because my grandfather was dying and then decided to, like, just end it and then die about two days later. So, that was all a nice kind of uh, fucking walk in the park, like, just bullshit week and then um and like funeral arrangements and stuff like that so i was gone for about two weeks worth of time yeah and shortly thereafter my grandmother decided that she would be diagnosed with cancer when she went into the doctor and we've been dealing with that ever since now fortunately Uh, mm -hmm. she is not in any pain Mm, um nothing's really changed except that she's like in like a hospice care near my uh, parents' house, up uh, about three a- three hours to four hours from where I live, which makes it a pain in the ass for me to go visit and whatnot. But mm-hmm. like no pain, uh, just spending a lot of time with family and chatting with people and stuff like that. And she's accepted it. Everybody by this point has accepted it. We've all kind of like went, chatted, hung out, like got to say our goodbyes and stuff. Like if something happened right now, basically we're all leaving on good terms and it feels okay. Mm-hmm. That is a huge, I got to say, like if you, you should always do that because mm-hmm. it's a huge difference in just how you like live the rest of your life. Cause like before the, like my grandfather got sick and I was like, okay, like, well, it's not life like it's life threatening, but like it's not bad, bad yet. So like I'll finish up my work week in two more days here, and then I'll come up and I'll spend the weekend and like it'll be good. And then like I get a phone call four hours later, basically being like, "No, this is it. He's gonna be dying like within the next ten hours." I'm just like, "Well, fuck." <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you even do at that point? I'm stuck at work here, like alone and nobody gives a shit anyways because i mean i don't expect them to they're not my family i don't want Uh them to give a shit honestly i don't want any of their like pity stuff or any of that stuff Mm -hmm. but like you get a phone call you're stuck in a place you don't want to be at the best of times and like you're tired because you don't sleep very well because of a shitty bed and stuff and then it's like well i don't even get to say goodbye and that's just kind of like haunting you it's been fucking trash this this whole process though with my grandma has been like like totally okay in a mm-hmm. weird way and i'm just super happy about that <laughs> like that's yeah. why it's like i can't even be mad you know like if shit happens it's going to happen i got like my last weekend i'm still going to try to get up whenever i can and whatnot to go see them and stuff but like we're on good terms everything's fine yeah. so that's kind of where i've been at to like put it a little lightly like some other shit's been happening but none of that's important that's all just stuff that like with time and money all other problems go away so yeah that's where i've been but i'm glad to hear you're okay 
Yeah. Things are things are pretty much the same for me. Yeah. So that's a things are fine. No news is good news. I think that's what they say. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, I got news for you. What? I'm vaping now. I've heard. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> you've heard people talk about it. You've heard me talk about it. You've literally heard the vaporizer. Yeah. All I, all three. All yeah. Of yeah. So, um. It's not so you've got your Fape Nation membership card yet? Not yet. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting in the mail. Uh, this isn't the first time I've, like, done a vaporizer type thing or e-cigarette type thing. Mm -hmm. I will say this is the first time it hasn't killed me. Absolutely. Because, uh, like, I don't talk about it a lot because it wasn't a big deal for a long time. And then vaporizing became, like, mainstream some weird time in the last like year but like yeah. years ago back in probably like 2007 or 8 or something me and a friend at work were like thinking oh we should really quit smoking or whatever and he's like have you heard in China they're like making these like electronic cigarette things you basically they basically just like burn a oil thing or whatever and like this wasn't even bef this was before a time where you could even like refill them you would buy like these like electrical like ends basically and it would have everything built in and you would have mm -hmm. to like throw the end out and then put a new one on that you would have to like order from china as well so we long story mm -hmm. short he's like i'm interested in this i'm gonna get one do you want me to get you one as well so we can save on shipping i said absolutely uh it worked probably for about a week it was weak as fuck though like the nicotine levels weren't that high it tasted like shit and um we found out a few months later that as more people were trying those they were like exploding in people's pockets and stuff so we threw them out great yeah so that was a long long time ago and then after that i tried another time where i just had like a, a smaller vaporizer sort of thing it was about actually probably eight months ago i bought one just like at a kiosk in a mall so it was super cheap mm. and uh it was fine for a while the end of it broke though like where you put your lips and like the vape is supposed to come out of. Uh -huh. So I just kind of like gave up on that and didn't think really much about it. This time I uh, spent a little bit more money than I was expecting to got something that's like actually heavy, like heavier than like a paperweight even. So it has some good girth to it. And uh -huh. uh, every time I've used it, I can choose how much smoke I get. I can choose like which juices and stuff I'm smoking for more nicotine, less nicotine, different flavors. The flavors are much, much better than they ever were before from what I remember. Like it's actually been a pretty good experience, all things considered. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, people that say Vape Nation are fucking stupid though. Like people that are super, I mean... super into that thing. Uh, not ironically. I'm at like yeah i'm into I mean, it ironically obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but uh i i look at that stuff like fucking anything people get, get super into fucking anything they go too far with it it's true and like, we'll we'll talk about some media habits in the last couple of weeks <laughs> that i can describe that about but uh -huh. yeah some people get way way too into it it's like i mean 
like a similar like example is like I have like a sh- the shittiest keyboard you can buy. It's like cost me ten dollars. Actually, on that note, I have a Microsoft keyboard that came free with like Windows XP that like somebody had laying around their house that I got for yeah. free. It works perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah. So, but I like. This keyboard, like the shift key, I sort of overuse it and it gets stuck sometimes. So I've been thinking about getting a new keyboard. So every time I like try to research keyboards and I want, I don't want to spend too much money, but like you find people that talk about keyboards only want to like cheap keyboards are like a hundred bucks to them. It's fucking infuriating. Yeah. Why don't you just ask Spart for one of his? Because <laughs> maybe like. I don't have the heart to tell him. Maybe it's something with his, like, firmware or, like, his drivers or something. Like, what are the chances that three keyboards would all have different problems? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. There's probably a percentage on that. I don't know. I also felt like I hear, I hear a lot of stories of people with these high-end things and them breaking, so. Mm. I mean, okay, so before I got this free keyboard and the reason I got it, actually was because I used to have a gaming keyboard. It was a Logitech G... N15? Let me see here. Logitech G... N keyboard? What's that? I don't know. It was one of these ones with, like... It was super old. I got it when, like, I was playing a lot more WoW than ever before, so probably around 2006-ish. And Mm -hmm. it only died last year. Mm. So, like, nine years for a single keyboard, I think that's pretty good quality. And at the time, I probably spent about 150 bucks on it. Yeah. So, 150 bucks for nine years worth of, like, constant use because I'm a PC gamer mm-hmm. is not bad. But I don't think you get that quality anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's fucking, it's just kind of like, when I read that stuff, like, the way people, they talk about keyboards and mechanical and all this stuff, it made, it like infuriates me. I'm like, fuck it. I'm buying the cheapest fucking thing I can find. Yeah. If that works, that's fucking great. And it does, right? And it does. Like, yeah. I don't have a problem. I don't. It drives me. It's like, I, I, like, theoretically, I use my fucking keyboard all the time. There's yeah. like a world in which it would make sense to put a little more money into it, but not a fucking hundred dollars. That's a lot. The only thing I ask for a keyboard is it not be like a flat key keyboard, like a laptop or something. I hate those. That's <laughs> all I ask. I don't need mechanical keys. I don't need like weighted anything. Like, I, I just need them to jut out of the keyboard a little bit so I know where the keys are easy. And then <laughs> I'm good. That's it. Oh, also, I need a numpad. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Numpads are super important to me. Mainly because, like, in the line of work I've been doing for, like, the last, I think, nine to ten years, I've used the numpad every single day for, like, hours. So it's mm-hmm. just, like, the way I enter numbers now. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Also, like, when I've gone... I've looked at like buying bicycles and the fucking people who talk about bicycles are fucking crazy too it's just like one of those things you go if you try and find information you find too much you can't find like that right middle ground of like and they all say the same thing like according to people that are into a thing every single product is good for it yeah so you don't know what's actually good like that's the problem is like i want to buy a bike okay best bikes 
under like I don't know 300 or 400 or whatever you're going to spend you'll yeah. get like a thousand different reviews for every type of different bike and they'll all be four to five stars yeah it's it's too much information and it's not actually helpful information yeah exactly speaking of non helpful information again welcome to the burning barrel podcast <laughs> yay <laughs> where we are going to talk a lot of shit. And um, I'll start off. Let's talk about Golf with Friends. Okay. The Blacklight Interactive two-man team. I think it's a two-man team anyways. Mini putt game that is sweeping the nation by storm. And by nation, I mean, like, a couple streamers I've seen play it and, like, our group. Uh-huh. But um, I think the thing I like about Golf with Friends is how simple it is to mm -hmm. like play like it makes sense the weird i mean we can talk about weird things but like that game seems like it's an alpha right now but it seems like it has the a solid groundwork for a lot of crazy stuff to come including steam workshop like custom levels yeah like just yeah the mechanics of that thing you're just good like they just make sense and they work for the most part yeah. There not to say there aren't problems. There are multiple multiple problems <laughs> with that game. Yeah. Uh like I'm sure it happens whenever you make a physics-based thing. Mm -hmm. So, it's going to happen. The devs are super super chill dudes who like anytime I ask them anything will respond on Twitter within like half an hour. That's pretty great. Which is dope as fuck because mm -hmm. I hate it when devs don't respond to some... Like, indie devs, I mean. Obviously, yeah. um, like, if I say, hey, Blizzard, can I get Overwatch for free? <laughs> they're gonna ignore me. <laughs> but, like, they're super cool about that. Um, they're very big into, like, their community and spreading the word and stuff, so they're retweeting people that even just say golf with friends and stuff and are, like, playing it and all that stuff. So, mm -hmm. it's... I don't know. The whole thing is really, really cool, but... The funnest thing so far for me is that uh, we threw a tournament. Yep. Uh, Burning Barrel Open Invitational, Open Classic, I guess, was technically what it was called, for Golf with Friends. And I think it went really well, considering the, some of the constraints we had. Challenge decided to shit itself as I was loading it up. Mm -hmm. I can explain maybe a little bit in detail what happened. So what happened is right. I had the full roster in there. And it automatically, like, put a seed in for, like, how everybody's going to go and all that sort of stuff. And then when I went to go start it, it deleted everybody except for two people. Great. So I had to manually add them back in. And when I did, it re, like, wound everything, even though we had already started with the first match. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, like, was scrambling in the background as, like, I was doing, like, the streaming part of it to, like... Yeah. fix the roster and start like just scribbling on any paper I could find. I ended up scribbling on the back of my Baron Lighthammer uh D&D sheet actually. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, I feel like challenge screws up like every time I see someone run a tournament with it. Just something goes wrong with it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not great, but uh it's like the only thing that <clears throat> I can think of to use for this sort of thing. I probably won't ever again after that. Yeah. Because that, like, I've just had enough, honestly. I'll just, just use a spreadsheet. 
Exactly. Yep. So, thanks, Challenge. You really fucked things over for me, but that's fine. Uh, Tony Zedishade, or however you know him, um, was kind enough to also stream some of the games on his channel, mm -hmm. which was super cool and, like, helped expedite a lot of the the standings things. Uh, obviously, like, I mean, putting the VODs up on YouTube from Twitch. If you want to watch all the VODs, they're on Twitch, and you can just go to my video section, and they're all there highlighted and split already. But if you don't, they're on YouTube as well. I'm not going to take the ones from Tony's channel, because I'll just, like, have a link to them if people want to watch from that perspective and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, like, the games were fun. They were funny. Uh, everybody that showed up, I thought, was having a pretty good time. We made a meme out of uh, Night of Servia, which was pretty great. It's pretty good. He got fucked, though. Like, there <laughs> were some shots that looked like they were just bullshit. Which led to everybody just saying, like, anytime you get screwed over now in a video game from your own stupidity, you got Serviad. You got Serviad. Yeah. So, there you go, Servia. You're now a meme. I hope you enjoy. That's my gift to you. Congratulations. It's not the worst case of a person being memed I've ever seen. So, yeah, got that going for you. <laughs> it's not actually that bad, all things considered. Um, I'm not going to explain, uh, like, spoil or explain who won because the VODs are there. And, like, I'm just going to say go watch them. If you listen to what we're saying in the VODs right from the get-go, you probably know <laughs> who's going to win. <laughs> but, um... Yeah. It was a good game, nonetheless. And they're funny. Like, just the banter and, like, the, like, missed shots and the screaming and stuff like that. Like, they're funny to rewatch. So I'm super, super glad we got to do that. I'm just kind of, like, bummed out there wasn't a spectator mode. Yeah, it's... It feels it just feels like there definitely should be just because you can spectate it like the functionality is already in the game once yeah. you've finished. And Which, uh, and to me it just sounds like the devs haven't had time to get to that yet. Right, and they were <laughs> did it, you see the tweet where they were I like did. super bummed about it or I whatever? Did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I can't even remember what it said, but it was something just like along the lines of we had like a tragedy or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like real life. <laughs> personal shit got in the way and that uh well yeah but like for just a game thing it sounds yeah. like they were trying to like push something in the new patch they're gonna be releasing yeah, and it also... broke literally everything <laughs> <laughs> like they have bugs they need to work out first yeah yeah no it was um it was funny it was a funny thing to read and i was yeah. just like you know what i can't even be mad because that response is so good <laughs> I hope you guys do more golf, whether or not a tournament thing. The pl that is definitely the plan. We didn't even do the final round of golf because we were so over time. Yeah, that we, the time was not estimated correctly. That took way longer than I could have thought, really. Fucking, I always forget how fucking long t double elimination tournaments are. They always take forever. You know, I've run a few of them now, and I do too. Every time. Yeah. Every time I'm like, okay, well, like, at most, this is probably going to take, like, four hours, and it ends up turning into, like, seven. Like, yeah. it turns into a long fucking time. It's not even the double elimination part. It's that I always forget that even after, like, both sides of the winners and losers bracket are done, 
they still have to play each other. There's still the fine like Yeah. There's always one more game I forgot about. I think the way that we did the losers bracket uh worked in our favor though, with uh putting three people against each other and then like doing the last few games and then the last three people against each other because at the end of the day, like whatever, everybody got their second chance. Mm-hmm. for glory and then the people that did good in their second chance got a third chance against two other people and then if they did good there they would move on yeah. it, it I mean, worked out somehow every, every, every everything we did to cut time was good because people were starting to I could feel, feel it people were getting tired by the end of that thing oh dude I was tired I was like I never want to <laughs> see golf again <laughs> I'm so done with golf forever but um no, uh, that'll be a good thing to revisit when there are more maps, and more courses. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm super excited for customization coming mm-hmm. in the game. I'm super excited for them opening it up to Steam Workshop community stuff eventually when it's stable. Mm-hmm. And, like, the crazy amount of shit we can see when that happens. Yeah. Um, just thinking about it. I just, like... If you want a mini putt game, you should buy this game. It's six bucks. The devs are super, super cool. Like, yeah, I can't recommend it enough. Also, like, maybe we're maybe we'll throw something else. I don't know. You could join the Burning Barrel Steam page and see for yourself yes. when stuff happens. Apparently, these, I set it to happen. private, and Weird. that yeah. I'm an idiot because somebody's like, hey, like, can you invite me to the community? Like, they just said this, like, yesterday. And I was like, oh, no, dude, just join it. Like, it's fine. It's open to anybody. They're like, no, no, it isn't. (laughs) And I was like, oh, shit. No wonder we haven't had any growth at all. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, golf. That's a thing. Uh... Not to spoil anything, but, like, congratulations to Comet SX as well, who kind of came out of nowhere, because I don't think we had played with him before, and apparently he's a prodigy. Apparently. But did but did he win? I don't know. Maybe you should check out the VODs oh. and see for yourself. I wonder who could have won. I wonder. I wonder. You didn't do too good, I gotta say. <laughs> Nope, I'm not that good at that game, honestly. That's I'm fair. <laughs> There's a one of the problems I have, and I kind of got over it when like I just ended up playing like 30 hours of it somehow. Uh-huh. Is that the there's a weird bell curve in your power, where like yeah. the power between zero and one on your power meter isn't nearly as strong as the power between one and two, even though it's the same distance. Like, it it exponentially increases. Mm -hmm. And it's weird. It's a weird thing to get used to. The thing that really fucks me up is, like, if I miss, I get really stubborn and just keep trying over and over again to hit the same shot, and that racks up my score on a couple holes. That's just how it goes for me. Yeah. I get I get stuck. Yeah. Tunnel visioned. And I just want to fucking do this one thing right correctly. Yeah. Where you're just like, I know I can make this jump or something. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 
But like at that point, like if you're far behind enough anyways, you'll do you'll just do it. Like you'll go for it enough times because you don't care anymore. Yep. Yeah. So what else have you been doing? That's actually more recent. Let's go back in time a little bit. Back in time. I played a lot of video games. Yeah, you played a Okay. A lot of them are betas that we can talk about together, so that's yes. fine. Um, I'd like to hear your opinion on Pokin or Pokin because oh. we actually haven't talked about this at all. Nope. So Pokin tournament. My short answer is, I think it's a good fighting game for people who haven't played fighting games. Okay. Like as a fighting game for kids or like a fighting game for people who just like Pokemon and aren't into fighting games, I think it actually works pretty well because you never have to do any of the... Because it's simple. You never have to do any quarter turn moves or anything. It's right. built for a D-pad. Like, it's arcade controller that you can fucking buy, and I did because I like dumb controllers. Mm -hmm. Works. It just has a D-pad and then buttons on the side. Like... It's always just holding a direction and then hitting a button. That's how you do your moves. So it work. It's like a more successful idea of a beginner fighting game compared to Rising, like Rising Thunder. I think like this works in a way Rising Thunder didn't in terms of just being accessible sure. and like working and sort of teaching you certain things about fighting how fighting games work. Um, I find the 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 switching between two perspectives thing. It's a little weird, but honestly, you get used to it. See, that's what I hated. I couldn't wrap my mind around because I watched some people play it. And yeah. I was like, oh, I just wanted Tekken with Pokemon, and that is not this. Yeah, I too wanted Tekken with Pokemon, and I'm disappointed that it's not that. But what it is, is fine. It's not something I'm super, I'm ever going to be super into, but I think it works for what it is. And yeah. I kind of get why they made it that way. In terms of it, it's more accessible to people who aren't super into funny games. I honestly wish there were more. The biggest thing for me is like, I wish there were more like story or rapping in it, but it's pretty fucking character bland. Is, okay. is It's the biggest bummer for me in terms of like, it's just like its story thing is structured around just you ranking up in tournaments and fighting over and over. And there's like a little intrigue mystery in it, but it's very little. So that's not that's great. Really, it made me want to just play Pokemon Battle Revolution, which is just like the Pokemon Stadium game that's on the way. Like it made me miss that, and that's not a great game, but I like it. And that's just regular Pokemon battles. Mm -hmm. The thing it I has Lucha Pikachu, which is pretty funny. But I, I mostly played as Charizard. I think that's the thing I kind of like about it, like to be completely honest. Though, mm -hmm. so, is that even though it doesn't adhere to what I wanted, which was Tekken with uh, Pokemon characters, essentially, mm -hmm. is that it honestly feels like a Pokemon battle. Like, the way the UI is laid out is yes. very reminiscent of, like, a Pokemon battle. The way you kind of start off in, like, the free balling mode or whatever, where you're just, like your Pokemon are facing each other and then like you're running around the field and then when you get in close it becomes a fighting game like I think it's very clever in giving that mm -hmm. Pokemon feel but I didn't want that 
Yeah, that's fair. Like that that free reign style plays a lot like the Naruto fighting games, actually. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's like that's the style of those games just are in all the time is that that sort of 3D free range mode. So I've like I've seen fighting games that do that, but they're like they're just not that like they don't hit the way classic fighting games do. Right. For me. But I like I get it. Sure. Cool. Yeah. Was it worth uh, your money, do you think? Um, Like, in all honesty. If you, well, if I got, you knew I got it for, like, 40 bucks because of sale stuff, so... That, that was... I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not... It's not great. It's not a great value. Because I also bought that dumb controller. Oh, did <laughs> you? That's, yeah. That thing was, like, 25 bucks. It was cheap for a controller. Oh, okay. And I honestly liked playing the game with it better. Like, I didn't think it felt good when I played it with the gamepad. Which is also the weird thing the game does is when you play... Because of the, the weird screen setup, when you play it uh, multiplayer uh, on your TV, like, fucking local, one yeah. person plays on the gamepad and one person plays on the TV. And you see different things. You see the opposite angles. So... I experimented with the gamepad just to see how it felt. I didn't love that. I will definitely like that controller they built for it. I just thought it played a little better with that thing. But I'm not super into that game, so. Yeah, okay. Whatever. But, like, there's, like, no other Wii U games. <laughs> That's, like, the Wii U game I bought this year. <laughs> oh, this year. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah, going to say, like, there's a lot of other Wii U games. <laughs> yeah, no. I just mean recently. Sure. Knowing what you know now, though, like, would you buy it again? Um, maybe. Just, but I have a weird thing where I just like having fighting games for the dream of having people together and just running through a bunch of them. So I mean, that's the dream. Another, having another weird fighting game in my collection is still a plus. Sure. I still like it for that. Okay. Which is honestly generally how I end up buying most fighting games that I buy. Okay. Yeah, sure. Cool. What else have you been doing? Still more video games. So I'll talk about Oxenfree. Yeah. This is um this is a weird indie title that's kind of like a horror, right? Yeah, it definitely has horror aspects. It's it's very like story driven. It's sort yeah. of similar to uh Firewatch, except it's all it's not first person at all. You're right. It's third person characters, but there's like dot it's most of the gameplay is And it's two D if I remember. Yeah, it's two D. Yeah. So it's sort of your side scrolling area uh, walking around and but it's mostly just talking. And it has those sort of multiple dialogue options. Things will pop up and then characters will react to you based on what you say. And then there's like horror stuff. Like you're a bunch of teenagers on an island and we're there to drink. And then you yeah. discover fucking supernatural ghost shit, and it's weird and creepy and horror. horror. I hear it's actually kind of intense, too. It can be. It ha it definitely does some neat stuff with that. I'll okay. It, it mixes up what it does. I don't think it ends great. Okay, um, so you did beat it. I did finish it. It's, it's not very long. How long is it? Um. Let me see... 
because I know this is a point of contention for people that like find narrative driven stuff like Firewatch maybe it's like three hours it took okay. me okay that's actually far worse than Firewatch Firewatch has another hour or two into it yeah but this was Firewatch also took me like three hours like it took me about the same amount of time okay honestly. Okay. But it was it was cheaper than Firewatch, though. Yeah, that's. But true. I got it. I I bought it. I'd been waiting for it to go on sale. Ah, even better. Up. Yeah. So it was like ten bucks or something, like maybe eleven. Is me. there any replay value to it once you know what's going on? No. I okay. So. Just be, because they kind of fucked up the ending, for the most. I would say that. Um, okay. There there are there are different paths you could take to get slightly different endings, but I don't think it's worth it. I think they get, you see the interesting stuff on in the first run, and you can just look up some of the other stuff. Okay. Uh, but it's okay. It like it doesn't have as good voice acting as Firewatch, I don't think. But it does. Its story stuff does some neat, neat horror stuff. That stuff's cool. Cool. It has one funny... It has one conceit that's really interesting. I'm not... It would be a spoiler to talk about it, kind of. I could go into it if you want me to, or I can, if you feel like you'd play it, I'd let that lie. Um, I mean, it's a simple, it's not a, it's not a super complicated thing. It's just a neat little trick it does. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't care, obviously, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. What is it? There's like a, a, there are points in the game where you see yourself in a, in a mirror and you see like a little, there's like a little green thing above your character. And like later in the game, you realize that what it puts up there is your Steam tag. Oh, so you're okay. not actually the person. You're like, it's putting you in the role of some third party controlling this character. Like you're making the choices for them. Okay, that's cool. So it's a neat little trick. Hmm. That's cute. Yep, it's cute. That's a good <laughs> word for it. <laughs> game is okay. It feels a little overwritten like it feels like these actors acted it as it was written so there's like weird things of them like the way they will like put ums or fucking things feels like that was the right those old writer choices that wasn't the actors getting like leeway to sort of act the way they wanted to or whatever right that thing's okay cool it's okay now let's talk about devil daggers Yes, I'm actually super interested in this game. I really like Devil Daggers. Okay. It's fun. So this is Devil Daggers. It's like also this is like a five dollar game, but it's basically it's sort of low low graphics, like it looks like like Quake One kind of stuff of super pixelated 3D, and it's it's a basically a first person shooter. But what you're shooting is you, your hand is out and just daggers are flying out of your hands yeah and it plays like the comparison i've heard it plays is sort of sort of like 3d geometry wars in terms of like these like they're basically like first, first person shooter geometry wars yeah to be specific for anybody who hasn't like seen anything yeah. of it so like because you're like your basic enemies that you fight are these these spires will come up yeah and then all these little skulls will fly out of them and like one of them is a bigger skull that flies around and you have to shoot the spire at this one specific weak point that sort of rotates around it. Yeah. And then when you kill so the the 
big things. A lot of this game has to do with it's all it's all very dark around you. Yeah. So audio cues are a big thing in it, like being able to hear where uh, one of those things is spawning. But the other thing is this game basically always works in the same spawn order. Like yeah. Where things show up will be different, but what will show up at certain times is always the same. So it's well, it it's gets more intense getting... because it's about surviving. Yeah, it's it's a high score game. Yeah. And then so like, there's like a point like it's however many minutes in I, I can't even remember it's like but like 70 seconds or whatever <laughs> like where the run is like oh no this is where most runs go to die like you you my runs are basically a minute long before you're dead for right the most part for me uh it's pretty hard because... to the point where they actually calculate milliseconds in this yeah. game yeah yeah so it's always cool to like when you actually beat your high score so the thing you're trying to do is not just clear the enemies fast but kill the Everything except the simple basic skulls drops uh, like a red crystal, and that determines your upgrade. So like the first sort of barrier you're trying to get is to get the first upgrade, which is like 11 gems or something. But like the point where the game it will, will sort of is like the big deal breaker for your run, like the first one, is this spider shows up and it will suck in. You hear like this... And it will suck in all gems that are on the field. And it will also point up and then point down so you can't hit it for a while. So you have to get that thing dead kind of immediately. But as you're trying to kill that, a bunch of spires have popped. And so there are skulls rotating all around you. So if you if you can't get that thing, you're going to be overwhelmed. Right. And you so, and right as you're hitting that, you're hitting the point where you've prob- you're, you should be around the point where you're about to get the next upgrade which you pop up an extra finger and then the game slows down for a bit and you start shooting more daggers which is pretty funny like the part of the upgrade where you're like you just you're getting more fingers up on your hand is a cool little visual thing but also this game like it just plays really good like it even has like rocket jumping because you can you you single click it'll do like a shotgun blast or if you hold it it'll send out a stream and if you like sh- if you shotgun blast and look at the floor at the same time, it'll be like a rocket jump, and you can bunny hop in this game. Okay. Like, just, it just plays good, and it's just like a good thing of like, I want to warm up for playing some some competitive, uh, like MOBA or something. If I wanted to play Hots, and I just want to get myself ready, I'll play a little, I play a couple runs of da- Devil Daggers, get my heart heart pumping, <laughs> and it's like very like. Like they're, they're like the only colors are like there's they're simple in terms of just like there's some poison things that are green or the gems are red. Generally, the weak points are red, but on the spider things, actually, the weak point is their face, which is right above the red part on them, which can throw throw you off the first time until you realize that. And it's like face like glows r- yellow when you hit it. Hmm. It's just cool. Like for a five dollar game, that's just about trying to do runs on high scores. It's, it's pretty fucking good. And that's going to be one of those games that, like, on a sale will be a buck. Like, yeah. So that'll be cool for sure <laughs> if people want to check it out. Yeah, it's a cool thing. You know what? It seemed like a cool thing. What? Nova Cov- uh, Covert Ops. So it's more StarCraft 2. It's just cool. 
It actually takes place after the end of StarCraft 2, but you don't have to have played StarCraft 2 to get this. And, like, I think you can actually just get this as a standalone thing. You can just buy it, even if you've not owned any other StarCraft 2. It shows up as, like, a, a fourth thing on the, the story selection thing. And it's, like, each mission pack... They're, so they're doing three mission packs that are going to come out supposedly by the end of this year. Okay. They, they, like, built in the game, it says these should all be out before December 1st. Um, and you can pay, like, American dollars, seven fifty per pack or $15 for the whole thing. And they're, like, three... They're basically... They're just three missions each of single-player StarCraft two ca- content. That's this one story about Nova post the end of StarCraft two, where there are these... This faction of other Terran that are plotting something. Right. That are trying to overthrow the Terran government, basically, by... They have, like, a Psy emitter, and you're after them. So, there... It's also, like... So, what's cool about it, generally, is just, A, new Terran missions, although they haven't actually made those in a while. Right. There's, like, one Terran mission in StarCraft II since Wings of Liberty, I think. Which was in Legacy of the Void, the endgame stuff. So, it's just cool to play with those units again. They're also just... They're... Blizzard is just doing weird experimenting stuff with this. Like, there's a sequence where you're on a vulture and you have to, like, click around to dodge traffic Okay. you use your abilities on enemies that come in and attack you. Okay. You have, like, a snipe and, like, a... And you're just fucking dodging around, like, trucks on, like, a fucking two-lane highway. It's just fucking weird. Huh. Also, like, it opens with a stealth sequence where... Running around with Nova, dodging cones of vision, and breaking people's necks. Weird. And then you get a sword. You get a sword. So the other, so this part of the structure of this thing is like upgrade stuff, and it's all modular. So like you get a jump jet upgrade for your your units, and you can put it on not any unit, but any one of these specific units, like you can put it on your siege tanks. Your siege tanks can jump, rocket jump over to a le- over up a ledge, or over onto some uh, over a gap. And you can either put that on your siege tanks, or you can put that on some other unit, like your hellbats or something. Like you have to, ch- you only get one of them, so you have to choose which of your units you want to have them. And then you also have a bunch of different things for Nova herself. Like you can have her be invisible all the time or she can have like a jetpack so she can jump up okay uh, so she can be like a reaver and jump up uh terrain and stuff that's pretty cool there's there's good modular stuff you because you only have three missions in this pack you don't get to experiment with that stuff that much in this one but that'll be cool for that'll be the cool down the road as that sort of opens up and you get more stuff to play with and they're just they're they're cool missions in this i liked it It it's cool to see more StarCraft 2 stuff. Like, this doesn't hit me as hard as Legacy of the Void is. There's nothing as cool in this as that thing was, but for... as a way to keep StarCraft 2 going without fucking taking years and like, big, making a big story. Like, making a smaller thing that's, like, quick quick, quick to consume and quicker for them to make. This, this is cool. I had fun. Cool. Glad to hear. Alright. Um... I okay. I'm just gonna rush this ahead because I really want to know about it. Is Hyperlight Drifter any good? Yes, it's good. Okay, but it's not great. 
Yeah. The thing, uh, basically what holds it back is it's, for the most part, it's a lot of combat, like little combat arenas where you get locked in. I hear the combat's not good. I like it. Okay. It's not amazing. Explain to me what Hyperlight Drifter even is. Like, to a, it's very much, um, for one, it just fucking looks amazing. Like, I just love, fucking like how that game looks. It's really fucking cool looking to me. I like the visuals a lot. But uh, a lot of it in structure is sort of inspired by, like, a top-down Zelda game. Okay. But, um, basically... You, you, you lost some of my attention, but okay. Just in terms of, like, it's dungeon crawly. Right. Like, you're going out into different directions in the world. It basically it starts with you can go north, south, northwest, or east. Okay. And south is blocked off. You can't go south to start. South is you go there last. So okay. you have any one of these three directions to go. You fight through a bunch of of combat rooms. You beat a boss. You unlock a thing that brings up a pillar in the center of town. When you get all three, you can go south, and then you get the final one. I see. Okay. So there's that simple structure. Uh, your two weapons. You've got a sword, and you've got a gun, and there, as you beat different bosses, and you, you find some other guns, uh, it, you start out with like a pistol that has l- ammo that's limited, and the way you refill your gun is with hitting things. Okay. And that can be either hitting enemies, or you get a little bit of it just from destroying like objects in the world. And uh, but the the big game breaker for this game is your you sort of you have this dash where you just sort of move really quickly. It's like a, it's just like a dodge roll sort of thing, but you dash really quickly over a distance, and you can cross gaps with it. So there's like hidden, cult, there's hidden uh, things to find over there. Like either your health is determined by you have to pick up health packs and use them to heal yourself, and you can yeah. only hold like three of them. So searching out and finding them to make sure you have enough health to keep going is like a big thing to make sure you don't sort of put yourself in a position where you have to backtrack and go back and find more or something. And then the other thing you're trying to find are these, these like your currency basically, where it, the way that the currency of the game is, you collect like these yellow things, and if you get four of them, that equals to one currency. And things at the shop basically all cost two or 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 three of these like Roman numeral twos, because there's a thing in the game where there's almost no text except for some slight tutorial stuff, all of the storytelling. And even like how the what things are in the shop is all visual. Okay, does it so, make sense though? Yeah, they do a really good job of explaining stuff. The only thing is in the shop, I didn't realize that like a lot of shop killers keepers are selling three things that you can pick up at this like a you can just choose between, and you just have to fucking deep head down to to notice that. Oh, and I just did, I just wasn't paying enough attention to realize that at first. Until I'd bought one, and it's like, oh, oh, I could any shop, I could just fucking get any of these. So all the upgrades are there from you from the start. You just have to have the currency to get them. So okay. you can choose which upgrades you want at, at huh. any point. Okay. And the best upgrade, the one that sort of that really makes me like the game, is one of them allows you sort of to dash forever, like okay. indefinitely. And the way you do it, it's it's not just like you dash and then you dash again. It's like you build up speed so it's like a rhythm thing of you your sort of dash 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 of like you have to get this rhythm down of like that builds up as you hit your your peak dash speed 
And there's like a room in the the store where you get it, where you just try to dash around this room. And if you do, if you get like a hundred dashes around the room, you unlock a thing. And if you get like six hundred around there, which I haven't been able to do, you get another thing because you six hundred. You're going fucking fast. I think it's just a costume unlock too. I think what I read, I don't remember. This is like. <laughs> it takes a while. This is like akin to getting the like fucking onion knight doll by dodging fucking lightning bolts in Final Fantasy X. Yeah, kind of. Like it's just it's like a dodge dog. them two hundred times. <laughs> yeah, it's a dumb thing, but it's kind of fun. Like I like okay. that mechanic, so it was cool that they just put some dumb, stupid end goal thing in there. Are there other challenges that like do the same? There's thing? a there's a soccer game I just unlocked. That where there's like a, just a dude and there's a ball and you move it by attacking and hitting it, and then there's this dude who's trying to block it. And if you can score more goals before he scores the maximum on you, I guess you you probably get something. I don't know. I've been able to do it. I've sc- only scored like one or two times because he will body you. He'll just hmm. fucking wreck your shit. <laughs> weird. Okay. Yeah, that was a weird thing. But I just I just like the the combat arena. I like the combat. Like they're. They're little fun little things. The ball fights are tough. The game is hard, but it's fair because you always respawn at the last checkpoint, which is only ever like one or two fights back. Okay. Like anytime you go through a room or go through an elevator. So the only problem is like if you're the only problem that I don't always love is it's in your best interest not necessarily to clear the room always on your first try. Because sometimes you've may ha- you might have used too many health potions, so maybe uh, you want to just do that again and just do it better before you hit the next save point, gotcha. so that you have more health potions left. But that was only an issue for me early on, and I apparently went the, the hardest of the three ways to start, or second. I went like the hardest way second. Uh, so if I had gone, if I had gone wet, uh, west third i probably would have had an easier time than i did but i did not uh so that sort of screwed up the the difficulty curve for me a little bit but it wasn't a big deal i also did a dumb thing early on where i was just dashing into pits looking for secrets early on because i was was just looking for stuff and every time you fall off a pit you lose one health so i kind of put myself in behind on health early on in a way i probably shouldn't have (sighs) um yeah, it's just cool. Like, they're, the boss fights are fucking challenging and fun, and it's just like, but it, you respawn right there, so, like, that doesn't hit me in the way of, like, oh, I have to go all the way back and do this all over again. I'm still just right there. And just fucking do it. Okay. Like, it's not super hard, It's be, and it's just, like, you get to... It's fair about its difficulty, I feel like. Okay. Like, the rooms themselves can be fucking bullshit, and there's so many enemies on it, but, like, when you're getting upgrades where, like, you can dash through projectiles without getting hurt, or you can hit projectiles to reflect them back, like, you just get a lot of tools, and the save pointing is, and checkpointing is pretty, is super forgiving. So I like all that. And it's not a super long game. So, like, I'm kind of what am i like eight hours in and i probably only have like an hour hour left maybe two depending because i did do that dashing around a room thing for like an hour or something 
just because I like doing that. It was fun. I like that mechanic. It was really once I upgraded the dash that I like the mechanics started to feel. They don't quite make sense at first. They feel clunky, but once you get you get the hang of them, I like them. Okay, cool. And the the sh way the shooting works, uh, you can hold left trigger. The game makes it pretty clear you should use a controller. Apparently, the keyboard controls are garbage. Um, you hold left trigger, you get a reticle, and then you can use left thumbstick instead of moving just to point it directly at things. But generally, that takes too long, so you generally just want to point yourself in the direction and then just free fire is generally how I do it because that works and takes way less time. Yeah, that probably is the way to do it. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, well, that sounds interesting. Yep. It sounds like something I would have to see for myself. Mm-hmm. And I just really, I think the visual stuff is really good, and I like I like its storytelling sensibilities in terms of just like showing you brief images, like tells you a fucking lot. Like it gets across a lot. Like when you go to the east, you're going to like these um, all the, they're like cat temples, but all you see around are frog enemies, and there are corpses of cat people everywhere. Like some shit went down. Just fucking kill those fucking frogs. All right. Well, cool. <laughs> yeah, I like that game. I like that game a lot. Let's talk about Enter the Gungeon. All right. Because it sounds kind of similar in some concepts anyway. Mm -hmm. So Very different than others, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Enter the Gungeon, for anybody who doesn't know, is the newest uh, Devolver Digital published game that has like a good soundtrack, a retro aesthetic, all that bullshit. It is a twin-stick shooter type game where you're dungeon crawling as well. It plays very, very similarly to Nuclear Throne and Binding of Isaac. Like, if they had a child, it would basically be this. Um, the conceit of the game is that everything is gun-based or puns on guns and all that sort of thing. So, like, the some of the enemies are, like... I'm trying to think of, like, one of the, like, puns and stuff. One's, like, Gatling Gull, and he's, like, a seagull-headed, like, muscle man with a Gatling gun. Uh-huh. Uh, the Beholster is one where it's a Beholder, but instead of eyes on the end of each tentacle, it's, like, a different gun that would do, like, what a Beholder's, like, uh -huh. attacks would do sort of thing, or just, like, randomly. Um, it's okay. So... The problem I have with this game, first of all, is that it's one of these games that, like, was released to people to stream and do YouTube videos on and stuff about a year and a half ago. Like, a long mm. fucking time ago. And at that time, I was like, this looks dope. I can't wait till this comes out. And then forgot all about it. Uh-huh. Then it comes out again. And, like, people are doing the same thing. Like, they they gave out, like, the final build and stuff to streamers and shit. They're, like, streaming and doing content on it, like, two weeks before it comes out. And, like, it kind of had the Overwatch effect where, like, I was watching a p couple people play it. And I'm like, okay, this looks less and less intriguing as I'm watching it because, uh -huh. I, like, I want to play it. I want to experience it. And watching it is boring and kind of infuriating to me. So, whatever. Mm -hmm. But, like... I guess I'm in the minority because when it came out, every single person on the internet was like, oh my god, I need to suck some dick for Enter the Gungeon. <laughs> like, 
everybody was so obsessed with it. And, like, it came out. I was like, okay, cool. I can finally play it now. I purchased it. And I'm like, this game feels okay. I don't think it feels as good as everybody says it does. I think they're completely wrong uh-huh. about that. Uh, the dodging... Okay, first of all, this came out the same week that Dark Souls 3 did. And I'll talk a little bit about Dark Souls in a bit. Yeah. But, like, needless to say, I have two, like, games now that are based, like, completely on dodging things and attacking when the opportunity's right. Uh-huh. And going from something where, like... I know they're completely different in how they play, but going from like a design that takes that into consideration perfectly for how the game's supposed to be played, like Dark Souls, and then just kind of like, yeah, whatever, use this roll to dodge shit, duh, in Gungeon. Uh-huh. It's infuriating in a way I can't explain. <laughs> um, the invisibility, invincibility frames are ridiculous in Gungeon. Like, if you're just rolling all the time, you will never get hit. Mm -hmm. But, of course, you're never going to do damage, so that would be a fool's errand. But, um... And, like, the gunplay itself, I think it's really, really cool. Like, you get different guns instead of, like, upgrades. Like, you still get some upgrades like you would in Isaac, where, like, Mm -hmm. your bullets do a little bit more damage or health upgrades and blah, blah, blah. But the big thing you're picking up is more guns. Yeah. Um, and the guns are novel, like, at first. It becomes a min-maxi type of thing like Isaac does, though, eventually, where you're just like, well, if I don't get, like, this gun, I'm gonna have a hell of a hard time beating this boss sort of thing. Or, like, like, a harder time. All roguelikes kind of come down to that for the, not all of them, but a lot of them. A lot of, for the most part, when you've played them a lot. This is kind of where, like, I'm thinking Gungeon will be better when I play more of it, is that mm-hmm. at its base, like, the way it plays is solid enough that, like, you can beat the game with your normal pistol if you're good enough at dodging and stuff, mm-hmm. which is totally fine and something Isaac didn't have. Like, Isaac, it feels like if you don't get, like, certain items by the time you hit, like, the fourth or fifth floor, you're fucked. Mm-hmm. You never really get that feeling. It just feels like you have, like the walls are closing in in Gungeon. Like you have to play harder. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's cool. I think that's a cool thing. Like that's a good thing, I think. Yeah. I think the play, like my skill at the game should be the defining factor of how hard things are. And then the game can make it easier on me if I have luck. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Isaac, I just feel like I get fucked if I don't, like, get brimstone or something. Or, like, flying. Like, in Isaac, if you don't get flying the whole run, you just have a harder time, period. It doesn't matter what you're going to face. It's just harder. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, Back to Gungeon, though. I don't know. It's something... There's just something about how it handles. I, I don't get what people see in it. But, I mean, that's probably just a subjective thing. Does a lot of that have to do with the fact that you're playing it at the same time as Dark Souls? I think it might. Let's turn the tables and talk a little bit about Dark Souls, just in general. And then, yeah. like, I can talk about 3 a little bit more. But mm-hmm. uh, the way Dark Souls works is that a lot of that game is about uh, kind of, like, planning on the fly. And then when shit goes wrong just adapting and being able to survive sort of thing. The ro- the roles have a 
certain timing to them. You can upgrade, like, your poise and stuff like that, and, like, the invincibility frames you get when you roll, like, how tricky you are and how hard you are to hit, or how much mm-hmm. damage you just want to be able to tank. Like, the nice thing about Dark Souls is that it's one of those games that, like, if you're playing, like, a leather-based or, like, light armor-based character that, like, has fast rolling speed and stuff like that, you're just probably never going to get hit. Or you could just play a bulky motherfucker who just, like, puts down his shield and says no and, like, takes every single fucking hit that a boss can give you and then you attack back. Like, it's mm-hmm. how you want to build it. Yeah. But no matter what you do, the roll always feels good in Dark Souls, which is important because that's the main mechanic of that game, to not lose every single time. Mm. So going from something that's well thought out, like, just kind of, like... In Dark Souls, you have, like, this lay of the land sort of thing where you're walking through and you're there's downtime, I guess is the best way to put it. Like, there's times when nothing is attacking you and then you'll be attacked and then it's on and then you kind of have to be on for a little bit and then you go back to nothingness. Gungeon has the problem I have with uh, bullet hell shooters in general because it is a bullet hell game. Uh-huh. And that's just that, like, I don't want to always be, like, I'm going to fuck your face, like, levels of intensity. I think that's lame, and I hate a lot of bullet hell games. So, Mm -hmm. just in general, I'm, like, slated to not like this game. (laughs) The things I like about Gungeon are, like, the first three floors-ish, where there's different enemy types, and, like... They have different attack speeds and stuff like that, and that's all fine and dandy. But after that, it actually just becomes bullet hell where there's bullets everywhere and there's no, like, design anymore. Like, the design in bullet hell games is let's fill the screen with shit. And I like more the Dark Souls-ish approach where, like, no, let's just put, like, hard things in different locations that's going to fuck with the players. Mm Mm-hmm. It might just be a flavor of the month type game. I don't. You might be right. Mm. I don't know though. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah, it's it's still unclear to me how much uh the replayability depth is there for people with a uh, Gungeon. So because... with Gungeon, the idea is there's uh you're like four or five. I can't remember main like character classes or whatever. Yeah. They have different advantages to start off with, but at the end of the day, it's kind of like what weapons you have by the end of the game. And the loop is you get to the end of the game, there is a final boss like uh, there is in Isaac, so there is an end to your run, which is a mm-hmm. something I appreciate. I don't like endless runs. Um, but like you're trying to quote-unquote kill your past is mm-hmm. what they call it. And it's kind of a cool thing, actually. So what happens is like you get to the end or whatever... Then you do the thing where you like go back into your like your character's like previous story or something, your past, and you like fix a wrong that happened and you like unlock a new like skin or ability or something with them. It's cool. Like it's a mm-hmm. cool little thing. Yeah. But there's me, only a few of those. Yeah. For me, like the, one of the parts I feel like that makes Isaac story playable are like all the different weird ways items can work with each other. Yes. Different different combo stuff, and it's unclear to me whether Gungeon has that because of its focus on very, singular items. Very, very rare. Yeah. Extraordinarily rare. Because, like I said, most of what you're picking up for power-ups are guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're not shooting two at a time. Well, yeah. I like mean, I did I, see that there's, like, a duct tape item that combines two guns. Yeah. But but they're, 
it just seems like there's way less of that. Yeah, and that's you're right. That's inherently what makes like Isaac fun is seeing the interaction and synergies between your power ups. Yeah, because that's, that's what changes the gameplay. Otherwise, what Isaac is is get the brimstone and then win, which is what Gungeon <laughs> is. Gungeon right now is basically get X gun and win. Uh huh. Also, I just hate when people hype stuff up. That's just yeah. But um, but like I was saying in like my kind of snarky tweet, it wasn't too snarky, but it was kind of like. I'm just saying, like, I don't get what people see. I am happy people are enjoying it. Like, I always like that people, like, enjoy mm -hmm. something that they pay for and stuff like that. I just, and honestly, I just wish I could see what they see. Because to me, it's kind of boring. It's yeah. kind of a boring game. Mm -hmm. But if that's your boat, like, fucking rock it, man. It's there. It's 15 bucks. You can buy it right now. Yeah. I didn't get it because I, I don't need a game that you play forever. I don't really want that right now well you have binding of isaac like, yeah but i mean I ostensibly you have the better roguelike anyway yeah i just meant in terms of playing a new game uh of stuff like between dark souls 3 gungeon and hyperlight drifter which all came at the same time one of the reasons i aimed for hyperlight drifter is because it's a much shorter game which is more what i want right now sure because i've i mean i've i've since those games came out around the same time, I still haven't even finished Hyper Light Drifter. Like, just in terms of a game where you have a dodge in terms of dodging enemies, that was more my speed at the moment. Sure. That's understandable. Yep. Um, on that note, Dark Souls 3 is super, super fun. I'm super, super happy with it. Yeah. The more I play of it. Dark Souls for me is always, like... I think those games are fucking amazing and they do what i want from video games but but i have fucking mental like things that hang me up on games that that also triggers for me so it's hard what's something like, that triggers you about the well, Souls specifically games? it's a not knowing where the fuck to go okay and b the long like the the reset between checkpoints like the dying having to to, to walk all the way back over again how does They're, the idea of playing through a souls game with a partner sound that sounds way better yeah that sounds way more like a thing i would do uh particularly someone who knew what the fuck they were doing that would fucking help a lot probably so in this game you can have like well like in the other ones as well you can have multiple people like you can join uh a, a game sort of thing like you can invade a person Mm -hmm. and, uh, like, put your summon sign down and help friends out and stuff. And I've been wanting to, like, I'm not going to stream that game solo, my solo play of it, yeah. but I do want to, like, stream, like, co-op of it because it's just fun to have, like, some friends in a call with you and just, like, fucking around in this universe that's super hard and, like, making it easier just by, like, numbers, by <laughs> mass. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, I don't know. I... I think the cooperation thing is cool in that game, but, like, yeah, I also want to see the story stuff, like, for myself first, so, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm working through it. Yeah, I mean, I've only, I've only very briefly played Dark Souls 1 on 360, because it was fucking free at some point. Yeah. And it was just, like, the parts of that game that I fucking love that it's an action game that's like puzzle like in terms of figuring out shit 
Yeah. But like, A, I'm playing that game for the first time, so I'm bad at it. Yeah. And then like just dying the whole fucking reset. The part of me that's super stubborn about not wanting to let shit go that yeah. also just gets me stuck on points. And then I'm just like, I, it hits too many like things that fuck me up that like make me stop having fun when yeah. I think the game is super interesting and well designed. Yeah. In a lot of other ways. Yeah, no, I can totally understand that. The yeah. nice thing I will say about like, like I've been playing these games for a while now. Like I started on Demon Souls and kind of moved on as they went. Mm-hmm. So like just having the feel for how these games play, jumping into three was no problem. Yeah. Which is super nice. Mm-hmm. Um, they have changed a few things. I won't get too in depth about like the technical stuff, but they're kind of cool. Um, before you would just be able to like if you were casting uh like a mage or something, right? Mm-hmm. Say you have like a fireball, like a pyromancy spell. Yeah. Like you'd be able to like maybe cast it like ten times or something or five times or whatever you had yeah. like the slots for and allotment for. Mm-hmm. Now you basically just have a mana bar, which is like like it kind of stupefies it into like normal RPG senses. Mm-hmm. But as a video game, I think it's was a good change to go back to just like something that's easily recognizable. Like you have your FP bar now, your, which is ostensibly your mana, and like different stats that you upgrade. If you want to upgrade those stats, will like make that larger and stuff like that. Like you could with your dexterity and stuff. I think it's important that they gave casters that kind of like resource, like they do. Um, like for every other build with the stamina bar. Mm -hmm. So I think it was really cool that they did that and added just small things like that. Uh, The game is super referential to like every other game. It has little nods to every other game. Mm -hmm. And those have been super, super cool. I could definitely see how like, I know some people have said that like, well, I just wanted like a new thing. I didn't want like a homage to everything. Uh I'm okay. Like, being this far in the series, I'm okay with the homage and, like, them wrapping up, like, an idea they have in the story. Yeah. So I've been super cool with it. Uh, The thing they took from Battleborn, or not Battleborn, we'll talk about that in a bit, from Bloodborne. Yeah. Is that enemies are super aggressive. Like, when they see you, they'll, like, some of them, maybe they'll, like, point at you or scream or something. But then they fucking run at you. And then they just start slashing at you like crazy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it makes the game, like the Souls game, feel scary in a way that it never felt before. Because before it was like an enemy sees you, they lumber over to you and like they're or run over to you, and then you put your shield up and then you like do a circle walk around them, and mm-hmm. then stab them in the back and then they die. Like that's basically how you played some of the older <laughs> Souls games. Mm-hmm. Um. But now, like, some of the knights that you meet, like, in the first area, even, like, after the tutorial area, you just, like, they run at you. They're, you put your shield up, and you're trying this old tactic, and then they do, like, this animation thing where they, like, take their sword, and then they do this, like, sweeping thing the way you're, like, trying to circle around them, break your guard, and then stab you. And you're just like, oh, shit, this is actually a fight now. <laughs> So <laughs> the game focuses a lot more on dodging than ever before. The circle uh-huh. strafe thing will work on uh, some enemies, especially the dumber ones. And like any enemy, if you just time it properly and whatnot. Yeah. But 
not the same way that it used to. If you had a 100% physical resist shield in the other games and you just like put it up and circle strafed with enough stamina, you would just never take damage until you had an opening and then you would just attack. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of okay because it's like the way the game was designed. But now the game was designed that like things hate you. Like you are going <laughs> to get fucking murdered if you don't like use both blocking and parrying and dodging. Mm-hmm. Like use your whole arsenal, asshole. Don't just like put your shield up anymore. Yeah. And I like that. I like it a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. I hated it at first because I was like, well, this is how you play a Souls game. Like I was being a little pussy bitch about uh-huh. it. And then I started dodging more and stuff. I'm like, no, this feels like a duel now. Like, every time I fight one of these knights now, it wasn't just, like, some, like, battle of attrition of, like, who's going to put their guard down first. Now it's, like, we're fucking exchanging blows and parrying each other and blocking each other's guards and stuff. Like, it's fucking dope. But on the other side of the spectrum, it's it's harder (laughs) that way. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Um, the thing I will say, the way they did make it easier is that before enemies, like, would take a few hits before they would be staggered or, like, anything like that. Now, like, if you get some good hits on an enemy, you can combo them pretty good. So, like, they're more aggressive, but they leave them be... That's the other side of, like, that two-edged sword is they're more aggressive, but they leave themselves open for attacks more. So, like... If you're able to just time it just right, you can maybe get, like, five sword slashes in and just fucking wreck their day because they left themselves open. Like, I don't know. It's cool. It's a cool way that they changed the balance from, like, almost a slow methodical to, like, a wild chaotic. And I like it. Like, oh, and the story things I think are going to happen from, like, what I've seen. (laughs) Oh, my God. Fuck, dude. Nice. (laughs) I'm so stoked as to where that might be going. But yeah, if you ever get Dark Souls 3 and want to try some cooperation out, I'm totally down. Alright. Or you know what, if you have Dark Souls 1 or 2, we could even (laughs) just start easy with something you have. I don't don't have any of them on PC. It's the problem. I only have one on 360 because it was free at some point. Oh, I guess this is another thing. Dark Souls 3 was like notorious and had a lot of really bad crashes and stuff. Uh, especially like the opening couple days for some people. Apparently, a big thing that caused that problem was every time you went to a bonfire, if you were playing a knight, yeah. it would be like the reflections from of the fire in the like shiny armor that like would cause the crashes and shit. It's weird. A, it's such a weird like I, minute detail. I mean, uh, I've heard about this stuff on Giant Bomb. Apparently. They could only get the game to run as a knight. Any other class, it would crash. Weird. Okay. Do um, they know also, why? Well, th- th- like, the conspiracy theory is, like, they've heard a lot of people having the crash with 700 series video cards. Uh-huh. Apparently was a big thing. Uh-huh. But they fucking queued, like, they were, like, QA testing that game and just, like, maybe it's HDMI cables is the problem. Like, fucking, they did a lot. And they still never really figured it out. Oh, so they didn't actually get anywhere, really. They figured out they could play the night, and they could play the game. <laughs> okay, I mean that's fair. But there like... were just, and there were also weird things like where they could sit at the bonfire for a while, and okay. then it would be okay. You just oh. like if you rushed out, it would crash. Fucking, it was just fucking weird. It, it has weird. to be a Apparently, driver problem. 
Yeah, but like of people who were reviewing it, it was like them and Jim Sterling who were having those issues, and like not a lot of other people. Like it seems really weird and spotty who's having issues. Yeah, I mean, like I was just about to say, it, it's the best running Souls game I've ever played on launch. Yeah, like isn't every it, other Souls game has been fucking trash. At isn't launch. It the first one to run natively at sixty without needing fucking DS fix? Mm, you might be right. It might be. I can't even remember. DS1 needed way more than DS Fix. Like, it needed a yeah. fucking miracle a lot well, of that times. Was, that was also a Windows Live game originally. It was. You're right. Um, DS2 ran natively at 30, I believe. Yeah. Because it was basically the console port on PC, which was garbage. Anyways, this is a long-form way of me saying Dark Souls 3 is, like, finally the PC experience game. That was like runs perfectly. That was. I was also looking at it. Like also, they launched. It's the first one they've launched the PC version at the same time because I remember the Dark Souls two came way later. It came a month later. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So. I mean, I'm super fucking stoked, and I just can't. I can't wait for more of it. It's so fucking good. Holy shit! Is it good? Um, I'll tell you what's not very good that a lot of people love: Stardew Valley games trash. I mean, it's Harvest Moon, right? Yeah, that's why it's trash, because I didn't like them back then, and I don't like them now. I like that kind of game as a mobile game. You know what? You're right. I could see it. Like, I could totally see me playing that at work for an hour. That's how I played Harvest Moon. I had the GBA version, and I I played a lot of that game. Yeah. But I don't want to do that at my fucking computer. Nope. 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 Uh, So I bought the game. I was like, you know what? I got to see if there's something to this because so many people are obsessed with it. Yeah. I started playing it. I was like, okay, this is cute. Like, it moves okay and whatnot. And then it's just like the farm area you start in just has like rocks and tree stumps and stuff everywhere. Uh And like you have the like stamina bar basically where like after you run out of energy, you have to go to bed and like just so you don't do everything in like the first day and stuff like it sucks. Yeah. It's a piece of shit. I mean, it's a time sink game. It's like if you have too much free time, this will eat it if you let it. And but I don't. If you have good video games. <laughs> That's why, like, <laughs> I, yeah. It's kind of weird, too, because it's like, I don't know what crowd they're trying to reach. Like, the casual PC gaming crowd, I guess, which is yeah. not, it's a pretty niche market for gaming. I don't know, but that thing is was, like, top of the Steam charts for a while, so it seemed to have hit with people who wanted Harvest Moon. I guess so. Like, and it has dating some elements, too, so it has that, too. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I hate it. That's fair. Yeah. I also hate Honeycam Studio. Yeah, that thing sounds bad. Yeah, so the way I was describing it a little bit on TDP is that... First of all, let's back up for a second. The reason why uh, Honeypot Dev or whatever, like the people that made... uh, uh, Honey Pop. Uh-huh. I, the reason that game, I think, works and why I respected them for that game is that it mixed different genres together into a thing that worked really well when put together. Like, it had some, like, RPG elements with a dating sim with, like, a really good match three game, and they all kind of coincided. And I like that. Like, it worked yeah. very well. And I was super excited to hear that they were making Honeycam Studio, which was going to take basic clicker elements into, like, a... I can't remember what they're called. Like a weird strategy, like Farmville type game sort of thing. Simulator 
like a simulator yeah whatever yes, yeah know. whatever the name is you know what i mean yeah um i don't there so the problems i have with that game what the game is is that you are running a cam girl studio or show or whatever and you are basically getting cam girls like popular exploiting them for money and like making sure that they're happy like they're not too stressed out uh so you like the ones that are smokers will smoke to like they can work more but like they'll need cigarettes and stuff like that so they cost a little bit more money but they don't get stressed out as fast the ones that don't smoke or drink get stressed out like faster so they'll need a day at the spa more often blah 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 there's a little like uh strategy elements in there if you will uh-huh. and um and the idea is to just like make a bunch of money basically like yeah you're making money uh-huh. um <clears throat> the thing i hate about this game is that where i think mixing the different genres and their strengths together really made like a special thing in honey pop yeah i think take this game is missing what makes the addictive and fun nature of the like kind of shittier genres that they're pulling from for this uh-huh and like just making a pile of garbage so for the clicker thing like i know a lot of people are like well like i like that it's just kind of like in sessions and you beat your score or whatever i uh-huh. hate that the thing i like about clickers is that right now i can go on to adventure capitalist and see that hey while you were gone i made like 14 non-nillion dollars or something and then i can have like yeah. 10 minutes of fun like putting that money into different things and knowing that next time i log in like three weeks from now i'll have even more or something that's kind of the fun addictive thing for me for clickers clickers are about seeing the numbers go up yes with the hope that one day you will see the biggest number but that day never comes and it really it really never comes in honey cam studio because even though there's a lack of like meaningful feeling things that you can spend your money on there's enough of them that you never feel like you're actually making any headway in money Mm -hmm. so they're kind of detracting from each other i want to see that money number go up more but to do it i have to spend a lot more than i'm getting like it's all it's it's too real it's like too much like (laughs) real life and i hate it i mean part of the thing is like you're they're blending like strategy simulator games with clickers but strategy simulator games are already pretty close to clickers sure like giant bomb gave anno 2025 would like put 2005 on their idol like they dominated it for their idol games wins just because like what you do in that game is almost a clicker yeah already like you're you're all about seeing numbers go up in production lines and stuff like there's too much of there that's already there that if you just go over to clickers you're just dumbing down that sim stuff you're just making a bad one of those games because yeah. the clickers the beauty is in like the simplest the, it's like hitting that dumb part of your brain that just wants to fucking see the numbers go up and you occasionally click things it's just yes. like primal I, okay and this is where this game fails is yeah. that instead of that you have to actually click furiously all the time to make any headway and then you lose all that stuff just to make small incremental gains that that will eventually like be okay but i don't want to get to that part like you've already lost me from the get-go 
No. Let's say for a second that you didn't, though. And yeah. let's talk about, like, the different strategy elements. Like, uh, some of the things you'll do in this game is if a girl is stressed, you'll take her to the spot to release stress and you'll click to make time go by faster or the time will just go by in, like, a certain amount of, like, a lot of time, depending how stressed they are, blah, blah, blah. Uh, another thing will be some girls, like, to get their popularity out there will go get a photo shoot. So, like, get their pictures and, like all that sort of thing out there to the masses. Um, what are some other things? Sometimes they'll go shopping to, like, increase their attractiveness or whatever. Like, just stuff like that, right? Like, uh -huh. you're gaining stats for the different girls and, like, keeping them happy and whatnot while um, trying to, like, get money at the same time. Yeah. And uh, the whole time you're doing this, the way you're doing it is... Uh, by clicking like time is going by at a normal rate when you click you're speeding up time essentially or like making it so that there's less time needed like you're adding seconds or minutes or whatever so it's less from the total pool and the game keeps harassing you though that like at the end of each day every girl needs to get paid or whatever mm -hmm. which is really fucking stupid because who gets paid daily like, maybe cam girls do. I don't know. I'm not in that business, obviously, since I hate honey cam. Mm -hmm. um, so every day you have <laughs> yeah, girls. <laughs> every day you have girls to pay. Uh -huh. And, like, if you're in the deficit, the game just ends. Like, I don't know. Oh, it's weird. It's one of those things that, like, you can go into debt, and then after the first night, they'll be like, well, like, we're not doing this for free or whatever. You, We need to make money. Don't, like, let us get that low again, even if you're, like, five bucks in debt. Uh-huh. Like, never mind that I kept, like, a studio of 20 girls happy while they're drinking and doing drugs and doing whatever, going to the spa on my fucking dime, and I'm, like, five dollars <laughs> under. Like, here, I'll give you five fucking dollars. I paid more for your shitty video game. Uh-huh. And, like, and then, like, if you're down by $5 the next day, it's like, oh, well, you can't do the job or whatever. And I get where they're coming from. Like, the idea is to make money. You should never be in the red. But the thing is, when you're first starting off, you kind of need to be because you need those upgrades to get yeah. money. Mm -hmm. It's not hard to work around it. It's just, like, time-consuming. The game makes you waste your time. By, like, drawing something out that you could do, in theory, in two nights in-game by doing it over four weeks' worth in-game. Like, it's stupid. It's a stupid fucking game. They just ruined two genres that are addictive in nature. They made it just unplayable. And I, I just want them to get their shit together for whatever they do next. People that like this game don't know anything. They're wrong. <laughs> sounded bad it's it seems bad seems like a bad thing i will say what the best thing about it is it's like five bucks like it's super dumb cheap mm -hmm. it might be worth five bucks the th i don't know i'm just so disappointed i'm so fucking disappointed <laughs> but whatever not even boobs could bring me back from the brink of despair when playing that game not even boobs not even well, okay. If there were boobs in it, maybe. This is another thing that's been kind of grinding my gears. Why is that game banned on Twitch when it shows literally nothing? Because Twitch is... 
Twitch are a bunch of fucking pussy bitches. Like, why don't yes. they go back to Tumblr and cry? They do. Fuck Twitch. Every night. Every night. Fuck Twitch. <laughs> anyway. Uh... Let's talk a little bit about the division, then we'll go into first person Saturday. <laughs> okay. We'll talk about every fucking shooter we played over this last weekend. Uh, so, for people that don't know, the division, man, the division came out. Uh, I didn't care about ever buying it. Even th like we played in the beta, we had a yeah. decent amount, decent enough time. And I always said, like, well, if it goes cheap, like, I'll probably pick it up, but I'm not going to pay, like, more than 20 bucks for it. Luckily for me, we got it for free. Well, <laughs> so, I didn't. I, I bought that thing. You you, you um, pre-purchased it, though. Yeah. You, you would have gotten it for free had you known, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would have known that Newegg would fuck up and sell copies of a brand new game only, like, a month old for a cent? <laughs> yeah, that's fucking weird. Uh makes me mad i bought it for whatever i mean i didn't buy it full for for full price so i don't feel as bad but whatever yeah it's about 40 bucks yeah uh so the division man i'm starting to have more and more problems with that game as i play it uh the big problem i have is just I hate the feeling of like I got a brand new gun and it's kicking ass until I go into like an important area and then I can do ten headshots on a dude and not even get their armor down. <laughs> like that's really irritating to me still. Uh huh. It's easy to like suspend your disbelief when like Okay, like I keep using this analogy, but I think it's apt. If you're like a n rogue or something, or like some little dude, right? Yeah, you're attacking a dragon with a tinky, dinky little dagger. It's gonna take a million hits to uh -huh. like start hurting him. Yeah, we're talking about high piled rifles and guys without even helmets on. Yeah, getting shot in the head. Yeah, <laughs> that's super irritating. Like I know why they do it because they need to feel you need to. There needs to be challenge in the game because it's a video game. And yeah, everything else is just on top of that. <laughs> but when I shoot a dude in the head with a legendary rifle, <laughs> like, whatever. If I shoot a dude in the head with a normal rifle, he yeah. should go down. It's just getting frustrating. It's just not that kind of game. It's not, I know, but it's so frustrating. It's so fucking frustrating. Um, yeah. I have... Mm-hmm. It doesn't bother me, but that's mostly because when I'm in the act of playing a video game, I I generally just see the gameplay. Like, I uh -huh. kind of disassociate myself from aesthetic things a lot of times while I'm playing a game. I think that game's burning me out a little bit, too, because the thing I actually want to do is Dark Zone content and just fucking around with friends in the Dark Zone and fucking yeah. with people. And I don't I mean, feel like... I felt like I could in the beta because everybody yeah. was the same level. Mm -hmm. I don't think I can in the actual game because everybody is level thirty. Yeah, for, for me, I don't. I just don't like playing that game on my own. I've I found I've only really played it with other people because I just don't have 
there are just other games I'd rather play if I'm playing by myself. Just for the most part. So I'm like way lower level than you are at this point. Just because I just don't like playing it by myself. I just don't have fun. I got into my MMO mode for a while with that game where like yeah. I would watch Twitch or listen to a podcast and just mindlessly click things in that game. Mm-hmm. And I went up like 15 levels doing that somehow. Yeah. So I don't even know what level I am because like maybe it's a hard thing to like explain to people like I'm not trying to explain it to you just to people listening that might not have ever had like an MMO they got lost into yeah but like you go into this weird almost zombie like trance when you're playing an MMO like at a or have played a lot of them where like the game isn't even a game anymore it's like a clicker ostensibly where you're just like moving and shooting and somehow you're getting experience by the end Mm -hmm. like oh shit at the end of the night I'm level 20 now or yeah. like I don't know it's weird that's what that game became for me and I yeah. like it was fine for that mm-hmm. I think it's funner with friends for sure so I'm excited to uh, get back into that game like with you and Tony and whoever is around mm-hmm. it's just that at this point I feel like most of the people I know playing that game besides you two are level 30 so I think yeah. it's one of those things that like we can level together but like the game will actually open up when we hit 30 yeah probably Although I've heard I've heard the incursion isn't great. The the, the new this, one? Yeah. I heard it's actually they, kind of broken. They, it's, there's that and also just it's not really a raid, it's more of just an arena. Right. Okay, that's uh, that's yeah. shittier than I thought then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's I've heard disappointment around that too. Um yeah. but yeah. That thing is what it is. Like it is. Just is what it is. For Yo, me it's I'm not gonna front. For one cent or free, however you want to classify it, that game is super, super good. Even for forty bucks, I think that game's probably okay. I would have probably paid about twenty for it and felt totally good. I mean, totally I good. feel like I barely played it, and I've played like ten hours of it or something. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> so, definitely put more time into that than like pocket and tournament by a lot or something. Sure, I paid similar amounts of money more, so whatever. Um, but for me, really, my thing is when I'm playing games on my own, I'm playing Heroes of the Storm right now. Like, that's like the game where I put on something in the background and play ranked Heroes of the Storm. That's what I've been doing. Do you want to talk about Heroes of the Storm? Just because that, that segues so well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You should never call out the segues, but every time (laughs) I'm on a podcast, we do. It doesn't but, matter what podcast. It happens every time. It's what you I do when you podcast. <laughs> I fucking love calling out the segues. After you hit a really good one, you have to fucking ruin it. It's important. Yeah, for sure. I also love people talking about things that the audio listeners can't see. That is also great radio. Yeah. I'm it's actually kind of happy we're not doing uh You know what? <laughs> we should go back to this style of audio only because it makes it so you can't do dumb sight gags. Mm-hmm. I do like an audio-only podcast because I listen to them on the bus all the fucking time, and I hate when they're like, "Yeah, hey, look at this." It's just like, "Well, no, like, don't do that." That's frustrating. I actually love it when they do that, and they're audio-only. Okay, that's that's, that's pretty great. good. Yeah, that's like Howard Stern would do that. Like that was for like his gimmick was before he was on. He actually had a TV show version of his radio. He would always have like hot chicks on and talk about their boobs. But it, like the gag was he was talking about shit his listeners couldn't see. Right. 
it's just like it's a classic yeah that's that's bad radio in a lot of ways but it's also hilarious bad radio makes for good podcasting yeah yeah let's talk about heroes of the storm so what got me back into heroes of the storm is tracer obviously no, it was before that. It was okay. Zool, actually, was what got me really back into it. Okay. I just really liked playing him. Uh, and he was super broken. He was, he had like a, I had, a, I played in Hero League and had like a win rate around 80%. Like, it was fucking ridiculous <laughs> when he was first came out, how good he was. And I was just playing a lot of him. So I, it was, that was just fun. And then they've just, they've, so then that get me back in the rhythm of the game. And I've just just enjoyed it. There are like a bunch of heroes now that I really like. Okay. Uh, Kalthos, I really like. Johanna, I really like. Johanna's uh, dope. Johanna's dope. Yeah. Uh, it's my go-to warrior. I or I play Muradin generally. Um, what if I have to warrior? I really like Rhaegar. Um, I really like Illidan. Has been on and off. Good. Uh. Or, uh Rhaegar, been playing. Um, just like I've got a good rotation of heroes that I really enjoy playing that are competitive. Yeah, and I also got in super into like f- trying to fucking moneyball it of looking on like statistics of win rates on hot logs for what is doing good right now with like and how it changes each patch. Like that's just a dumb like min maxing thing of seeing what's good right now and what fits how I like to play the game. Sure. That I had fun with, and seeing what's what skills are our people are winning with. That's like added a just a dimension of it, like just fucking around with and and learning the game. And it's just I have fun with it. Like it, that's just what that's like my podcasting game. If I'm just playing and zoning out, just playing competitive a competitive game like that, just ends up being more satisfying me generally than uh, any single any kind of single player thing. If I'm playing by myself, sure, it's just where I am right now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Tracer just came out. She's also really cool. She plays, like, all her abilities are the same as her Overwatch abilities, which is kind of insane. Okay. Where she, she's like a character where her D is like, you can, she doesn't have a mana bar. She just has ammo for her guns, and you have to fucking reload after she shoots, or she'll do it automatically. That's hilarious. Automatically do it. She has the three, like, blinks, which will recharge. She has a, she can recall, although it doesn't get rid of damage unless you upgrade it at level 20, then it will get rid of recent damage, but it would be too broken if it just automatically did that in that game. Uh, she has. She also has a weird thing where her alt is her pulse bomb is always, she has it, but it has to charge like Overwatch abilities based on how you're shooting. But uh, at, at then at the level you would normally get your alt, you just get to unlock uh, different upgrades for it, so you get to pick like f- just flavor it kind of. And then cool. she has a me- she's a melee attack too is her other ability, and meleeing things charges her ult faster. It's just really she's fun. She's like she's not she's really good. She's not super broken like some of their other recent assassins have been, like Li Meng and Zul. But uh, she's fun. I cool. just haven't played her enough really to feel comfortable with her and. Competitive and the queue times playing as her in quick match right now have been super long. So because everybody wants to, yeah. So I kind of got her level five and haven't haven't played her a lot yet. Yeah, she's only been out a couple days. Yeah. The other thing here is the storm launch that I'll 
I just want to talk about briefly. They added, but only in custom games, like an ARAM type mode. It's like oh. a single lane map. What? Okay. So you, the way the way you get you do it is like you have to fucking go into local chat and people are just fucking general chat and people are just fucking hosting games for it on that map and you just fucking join. Oh, dude, that's see that's what I miss about like even WoW is going uh -huh. into like this community chat and being like looking for a group or something. Yeah. Holy shit, I'm so in. So they have that. The, the thing about it, though, is... And people basically only run it as all random modes. It's like just saying, all right, everyone, we're all going to pick random. Because that's what this is for. Yeah. Uh, the thing of it, like, the, just the thing about it is, like, with ARAM, the part where you're always all the same level in your team just kind of means that both teams are basically just fucking butting heads until one gets, like, a like a slow, like, push back. Like, it, it doesn't have, like, the thing of, like, one person getting some kills and then sort of getting ahead and getting a boost. It's just like two fucking elephants headbutting until one fucking backs off a little bit more. Yeah, I'm down with that. But yeah, it's it's cool. I've only done it a couple I've only done it a couple times, but uh it, it is out in that game if you go to find it this weekend. All right. All right. You know what Heroes of the Storm reminds me of? What? Dota 2. Yes, I've been playing. Also, I've put like 30 hours into Dota 2 since. Holy we... fuck, what? And that's with only with people. I haven't played it by myself at all. It's with Cujo, Spart, and Steven. We've played a bunch of Dota 2. We were playing like every day for a couple weeks. Where did that come? Okay, Cujo, I understand because MOBAs. Yeah. Where the fuck did Spart and Steven grow a backbone? Spart has sort of been playing it a bunch. Yeah, no, I do remember when you got mad at him for not inviting me. <laughs> yeah, and Steven just hit a hit a point where he was done with Heroes of the Storm. Why? So, I don't know. He, he because all that since it came out, yeah. he had still been playing it. Like I quit that game for a long time. Oh yeah, he had been playing it. He's played way more of that game than I have. Oh shit! It was, was his act for fucking ever. It was his gateway drug. Holy so, shit, he's going on to harder MOBAs, and he... Dude, he just went from weed to meth. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. So that game's still kind of the same? That game's pretty much the fucking same. Like, there's stuff that's different about it, I'm like, wait, what? Weird. I don't know, like, any of the items at all anymore. I still know, like... Do people there's... still build a mech? Yeah, it's... What's, it's... like, this tangerine... There's so many fruits now. Yeah, mostly the people don't use that stuff, though. Or I don't, at least. I don't know. There's, like, a mana fruit or something that gives you mana over time, I think. Okay. So, like, a tango? Uh -huh. For mana? Yeah. Yeah, basically. But why was that. that not in there before? That seems like it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> because it was it just wasn't in there before. I mean, that's how Dota goes. Like, yeah. Just what fucking ever... That game is such a fucking mishmash of weird things. <laughs> uh, I fucking love it. But, uh, yeah, like, the re the, re the only re reason I still am into... The thing I've really come to with why I'm playing Heroes of the Storm instead of Dota 2 on my own is when I'm by myself, I just want to fight people. And the part where you get to just fighting people in Dota 2 takes a while, whereas Heroes of the Storm, you're basically immediately... It actually takes, like, the whole game. Yeah. yeah. Like... Like when I'm pl uh, even when I'm playing with them, a lot of times I'm I end up playing hard carries just because I fucking wanted to 
be able to do stuff at the end of the game to try and win. And then yeah. just like farming is the jungle is just not that interesting. What's the hardest carry you play? Uh, I play PA. Oh, yeah. Yeah, PA is a real hard carry. Yeah. PA is stupid. I also Holy like, fuck. Yeah. I also Spectre a lot. I haven't really played Spectre recently. I was playing a lot of PA. I really, really like the slow burn of Medusa a lot. Whereas it's like, you're my, nothing my... for 60 minutes, and then you are everything. <laughs> the greatest comeback I ever had in a Dota game was we had a Medusa on our team. Yeah. And, like, they had pushed us all the way to our core, and we were, like, gonna lose. And then we fucking team wiped them, and Medusa solo pushed yeah. down their entire base and won. That like, was a long game. Like, yeah. Medusa's just, stupid. If yeah. she gets a good ult, she can wipe a team. Like, it's so dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, particularly late game if she's fed. Holy and, like, shit. never die. She yeah. will, like, never die if she's fed enough. I've just seen too many too many games of people being bad Medusas. Yo, that's the thing, is that if you're going to play Medusa, have fun farming for literally 50 minutes. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. You are not, like, when people are fighting, you better be ancient, like, getting the ancients. Like, you better be killing, yeah. like, mobs the whole time. Also, playing with people who generally like don't know that game that well has kind of been a different experience because you barely, I barely got to play. Felt like really playing Dota two. In terms oh, so of you like, were having fun? Yeah, basically. Instead, like having the comp and having supports and and all that stuff. I also went on my longest losing streak ever in that game with them. Lost yeah, thirteen games in a row. Wow. Even statistically, you should have probably won one of those. Yep. Wow. Okay. When I eventually won a game. It was I was playing uh, the tree. <laughs> oh, tr I won. tree and protector. Yeah, I played tree and protector, and we I got a win. Yay! Also, Spart wasn't there, so that helped. I watched. Uh, so you know who Purge Gamers is or Purge is? Yes. I know oh, Purge. okay. For, like for people who don't, he's just like a Dota two caster slash like content creator mm -hmm. i watched my first purge video in like probably two years the other day and i'm so glad i did he, he it was uh uh what the hell is that called the ability draft a bill a fucking love ability draft he made a tree and protector a one punch kill tree and protector yes <laughs> so he just like uh. went around and just like attacked them i can't remember what he took he took like sakuchi and like some other things and like buffed his strength up so basically every time he hit when like it was up he would do like two hits at once and they would hit for like 200 damage each mm -hmm. like it was stupid. if there's anything to tie to like my dota 2 fall off from when i was playing that game every day it was the high of ability draft was so good and then people stopped wanting to do it all the time right like it was much harder to find a group people to do ability draft because that's the mode i fucking love but you can't take new people into that like we played one game i think of ability draft but you can't have new players play that game it's it's a dumb mode that has a higher skill ceiling than the regular game because you have to fucking know the abilities inside and out to play it but it's super dumb and not actually a competitive mode i fucking love it it's so good yeah <laughs> so it's much really, really ridiculous good. Gar garbage can happen in it uh ability draft i love ability draft yeah it's really good well on that note 
Yeah. Um, you know what? Let's get into this. This last weekend was kind of a pain in the ass because I'm going to refer to this as the beta born weekend <laughs> because there was nothing but fucking betas this last weekend. We had Overwatch like released to a wider amount of people. Mm-hmm. We had the Doom multiplayer beta. We had Battleborn. You and I have had access to, but we played Paladins, and you played some Lost Reavers. <laughs> yeah. These are all just betas, by the way, <laughs> uh-huh. from this and last I, weekend. I played Rainbow Six Siege on a free Rainbow Six week- Siege weekend that weekend, too. We'll get into that after. Let's do the yeah. betas talk right now. Yeah, sure. Let's start off with a showstopper, Overwatch. Yo, Overwatch is good. Yeah. I like that game. I like that game. I find it hard to care about it until it's out, and I can play more of it at will, though. For sure. Yeah, I don't want to be boxed into, like, a 12-hour period to play it. That's dumb. This was the... So the last... It was also just an interesting thing of, like, where I where I was in terms of mood-wise, where, like, the last time I, I tried Overwatch, I super wanted to play Overwatch and was, like, yeah. felt bummed playing Heroes of the Storm. Whereas right. the, this weekend, I kind of was like, man, I want to play some more Heroes of the Storm. It's just like fucking mood. Yeah. So it was just interesting that like I felt more that way this time. Because really, I Overwatch, part of the carrot on the stick is going to be getting those unlocks. And those are all going to yeah. wipe before launch. So I feel like Overwatch lost a lot of its glamour. Like, I think they pushed it to like streamers and like people talking about it too much. It's also like... It just makes that game makes a good first impression, and I've spent over yeah. probably ten hours with it now. So yeah, no, you're right. It's true. That being um, said, like I'm a, you're right. The thing I want is like the progression stuff, and um, I want to try like some of that ranked mode and see how people play in that a little bit differently than like the casual mode and stuff like that. That's yeah. not stuff I'm gonna do in a ten hour span. So yeah. like, thanks but no thanks, Blizzard. Like I played a few games with you guys. I had fun. But then I didn't care because I knew it would be over, and uh, there's so much other shit. To I mean, play. that's also yeah, that's also like how it's gonna be. Like, good is like that'll yeah. be a game you play with friends, yeah, like for a bunch of nights, and then play something else. Well, that's the thing is that like I'm just not into. I the... just want it. I want it as part of my gaming rotation. Yeah, like, I don't want it to just be like good. a day, and it has to be this day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I don't like. But what, like, that's all going to be fixed when it's out. So whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm just actually now wondering how much more I want to be playing of it in these next open betas before it's out, because all that yeah. progress is going to wipe. Yeah, I'm the same way actually. I'm 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 conflicted. And to be fi- like, just to be honest, Overwatch when like the betas were coming out and people were playing it and stuff like that. Like, nothing else was around that I cared about, really. Yeah, that's also true. There's a lot right now. Like, I, when we were playing Overwatch the other night, I was just like, yeah, this is super fun. I should play Dark Souls 3, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I have other stuff to do well, now. Well, that's, like, the thing. If Overwatch had, like, launched into open alpha or whatever they wanted to call it back yeah. when we played it, like, I would have played a lot of it then. And may not have been super high on it now because, like, I would have played yeah. it when I was into it. No, you're right. Like, it's just like that, like, infatuation part is like that part's over. Yes. It's the infatuation like, part, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's still just, a great game. It's still a really good sh- 
it's really good class-based shooter. Like yeah. it's really good. That's a cool thing. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Doom, the multiplayer Doom beta. Multiplayer. Uh, that announcer is weak. It is weak, and they talk way too much. Yeah. Holy shit, do they talk way too much? <laughs> um, the thing I think with Doom is that it doesn't leave a great first impression when you play it. Especially, like, technically, the game, like, literally says, the first thing you see is this game is broke as fuck, just wait for it to work itself out. <laughs> yeah, um, the menuing menu can be confusing to put stuff in weird places. But I think the way people talk about it is unfair. Yeah, it's getting a lot of shit. For, yeah. I don't really get why. Yeah, it's because people are stupid and they can't like more than one thing. <laughs> so the what the Doom multiplayer beta showed me is that like first of all, like Doom multiplayer is not the reason I care about Doom. It never has been. It never ever will be. I was like yeah. surprised I would even find it playable. To be honest mm -hmm. with you, I was even more surprised to find I liked it. It took uh, some older sensibilities from like. The Quake and uh, Unreal Tournament days and all that sort of stuff. Slowed it down a little bit to make it a more modernized feeling shooter and added in some stuff that made it feel like a Halo shooter as well. It's yeah. like this weird halfway point. Mm -hmm. And I love it. I like that a lot. Uh, like, keep in mind, this, like, I'm not saying, like, do multiplayer only, like, like, you should be able to buy the single player multiplayer differently and I'll pay $40 for the multiplayer alone. No. Like, yeah, no. The, I think it's unfair when people like are talking shit about this thing when it's kind of the secondary focus. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, it's not going to be as good as Overwatch or Call of Duty or something where the focus is on the multiplayer shooting aspect. But like, this is the fucking icing on the cake, man. Like, this people aren't going to Doom for multiplayer, so the fact that they made a decent one as a secondary, like, thing that you can do with friends if you want, that's fucking amazing. It's one of the best, like, se uh, like, last-minute thought things, like, in there. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is that when multiplayer games, like, put in a single-player component, it's usually trash. When mm -hmm. single-player games put in a multiplayer component that aren't focused on, it's usually trash. Yeah. This isn't. So I'm yeah. happy. Mm -hmm. It's not going to win any awards or something, but if you like if you're going to Doom for multiplayer, you're a fucking moron. <laughs> you just are. You like you have no idea what you're in store for when you hear the name Doom. Like yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know what people were expecting from it. Yeah, me neither really. I do get that I do get that, like, there are people who... It's just so weird. It brings out, like, people who, A, hate Halo. And <laughs> like, hate, like, UT. People... Yeah. Like, the number of people who brought out that hate Halo was kind of surprising to me. It's like, this is just fucking Halo. It fucking sucks. Like, I didn't know this many people hated Halo, honestly. <laughs> Halo multiplayer is dope. <laughs> like, that is just... Yeah, like, I don't... It just, I, like I, I said, don't... people aren't able to like more than one thing because people are mentally handicapped when they talk about video games. That's, that's fair. Yeah. I will say that, like, if people want something that's just that kind of old school game, that new Unreal <laughs> yeah, Tournament, here we go. it's free in pre-alpha, but requires you to get that dumb epic game launcher. 
that thing exists. I have that anyway. Cool. Yeah. I don't remember why. Shadow Complex? Did you want Shadow Complex for free? That I mean, I did get it. it. Yeah, for yeah. free. That's why, I guess. Yep. Also, that thing is going to be where Paragon is when that comes out. That's one I need to try at some point. I don't think I'm going to be into that, but we'll see. Maybe. That seems to be going more on the hard end of um, MOBA. Like yeah, a, Gears of War Dota is what that is. Yeah. It but, looks like a Gears of War game. <laughs> like, it looks like a game made in, in the Unreal Engine, but it very much is, like, hard on the MOBA end, as like, opposed to something like, I don't know, like Monday Night Combat or something, which was more on the shooter end or something. I don't right. Know. Or Battleborn. Or Battleborn is sort of more in the middle. Let's talk yeah. about Battleborn. Yeah. I finally had fun with that game. I hated the alpha of it, even though we weren't allowed to talk about that game when we played the alpha. Which was weird, because there was totally video out there on the internet of everything we saw in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that seemed dumb. So I hated that. Now, I'm going to talk about that now. The first time I played that, I thought, like, this is bullshit for bullshit people. And then I realized that the mode we were playing is garbage. It just straight up is. The other mode that is more uh, MOBA-like is totally fine. The PvE thing with some friends and stuff, that was totally fun. There's a lot of carrot-on-the-stick stuff, like yeah. just little things to give it replay value. I think it's going to be a solid title. Yeah, that thing seems fine, and it seems like it just has a fucking shit ton in it, so one bad mode, it can, like survive that yeah for sure and i mean uh, some people will probably like that mode i think it's too chaotic for anything yeah and when you're in a first person shooter like that you don't have the fucking map awareness you need to manage how fucking complicated that thing is i just think like it's just not right. that fun because you're you don't know what the fuck is going on most of the time it's also fucking like the first time you play it it's just unclear where the fucking minion waves are even going like it's just yeah too much the first it. time you play it it's really bad actually <laughs> you I get used just, to it yeah i don't know how great a lot some of the characters feel but they're but again those are default characters and i don't like some of the unlock ones seem way more interesting agreed like the default characters a lot of them aren't my style but some of the just looking at through the list there's some in there that i'm like ooh, i want to play that i actually want to try that so that's good. Yep. There's dumb. Um, I think the part of it where you you have to like unlock, where like that there's like a loot grind in that game. Both seems interesting and seems like it could be annoying. Uh, annoying, yeah. Yeah. But that, I mean, that could be a thing where like if you get into it, that's just what that kind of thing is. So you just do that. So. Yeah, I agree. We'll see. But I definitely have a much better opinion of that game than I did the first time I played it, where I thought it was garbage. Yep, I'm with you. I feel like part of that is also softening on Overwatch. Like, I was super high on Overwatch the last time I played it. It's like, why isn't this this that? I just, like, that thing seemed like it was eating its lunch, whereas now this just seems like a different thing. Yeah. Like, entirely. I'm not sure what Battleborn wants to be. It wants though. to be fucking everything, is what yeah. it wants to be. And I think that's a problem. Yeah. But, I don't know. It does everything okay enough, but I don't think it stands, like, in the same ground as games that do, like, either side good. 
Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I don't know. It's I cool. do think the game that seems like it would be more comparable to that thing is Paragon in terms of how in terms of its sort of MOBA likeness without being uh, third person MOBA of like from a RTS type game. Mm-hmm. Um, but both both of those games like just make me wish Monday Night Combat were still a thing anyone played because I like that game and I miss it. <laughs> it's dead. It is dead. It is dead. 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 It's dead, never dead, coming dead. back. Nope. The developers ruined it. They tried to make a free to play one, and it was fucking garbage. Super Monday Night Combat. Super Monday Night Combat was trash. I believe it. Um, let's talk about Paladins. That wasn't like the beta weekend thing, but we've been in it for a while now. What do you think yeah. of that? I like that thing. It's it's not quite like anything else, despite how much from Overwatch it takes. Mm-hmm. Like the dude I like in that game is basically also a character in Overwatch, the turret guy. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, yeah, the, okay. one of the dudes I like is literally Reinhardt. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Um, that thing's okay. That thing's okay. Like as another yeah. game in the fucking arsenal of games you might want to play. That's a cool one. It's yeah. Okay. It holds its own ground, I think. Yeah. I think it's stupid. It's kind of stupid how like big those maps are, because mm-hmm. just for the fucking mount, it's silly. But whatever. I do think that that game clearly is still early. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. have any of the the um, carried on the stick stuff in it yet. They're consistently adding new characters to it, so yeah, it's new. It's like early. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They they don't. They, what I more mean even is like the cosmetic stuff. Like there's stuff in place for that stuff, but it's just not. None of that is there. They, yeah. they the, still have fucking fucking stuff that says temp art. So I get yeah. what that they're not there yet. It's just like that's less incentive to play it because you're not you don't have that stick so one of the problems i had with uh paladins is that first of all one of the things i don't like about it just in general is i don't like choosing your like power-ups before a match yeah and then being stuck with that like sort of thing Mm -hmm. but um the way it used to be before is that there was a whole like minute period where you would choose the cards like it's all done through cards yeah and uh it wouldn't be like in decks or anything. You would just have a bunch of cards and you would like put them up for like this round or whatever. Now what you can do is you can actually make decks of cards like preset. So that part is like negligible now. Like you just choose which deck you want. It's done in 10 seconds. Yeah. It's more confusing for new players kind of, but like the amount of time you had to wait before a match started was was ridiculous. ridiculous It was. Yeah. It's still kind of too long, but it was fucking ridiculous before. Like, to put it, that in perspective, before, uh, one of the, th- like, we when we were playing, the match was taking so long that, like, when we queued up, I actually just went upstairs and got a drink, came back, and I still <laughs> had 20 seconds to wait. Yeah, it was, it was too long, and you... Even if everyone was ready, you still had to wait, which was super dumb. And you still have to, and uh, it's still yeah. dumb. Yeah. Uh, what else was there? Um, I think there was something else that they fixed that I really, really liked. The card thing was the huge one, though. 
I really like that a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, really, right? What what's frustrating about it now, like compared to Overwatch, is like you get stuck in a like your team comp just like yeah. you feel like it's wrong, and you still have to play out this whole match. You can't do anything about it. Whereas you compare it to Overwatch, where you can change your characters on the fly. Yeah, so it's, they, that's such a huge part of that game. They took the bad thing about MOBAs, where when you're in, you're locked in for the whole match. Yeah. When, like, this... It's not trying to be a MOBA. It's trying to be more like Overwatch and TF2, but, like, it didn't let you do that, like, very important thing. Yeah. I think that's actually works against it in a major way that they'll never understand. Um, This is a free-to-play thing, though. Yeah. When it comes out. That's also huge. That's huge, yeah. So... I mean, you know, you could do worse, I think. Yeah. It's weird that, like, I saw the Northern Lions now pimping that game, <laughs> like, as sponsored content. Uh-huh. So, like, there's people to, like, queue against. You get, like, a match real quick in that game now, which is hilarious huh. because it used to take a little bit. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I mean, that's... I think that's a cool thing, though. Like, because these games live and die by their community, so more people is yes. better for people who like the game. Mm. And that that publisher already has a game, so they, they're in a position to be able yeah. to pimp at something else that's slightly different. I think that's why I'm annoyed that you can't... They didn't do the Overwatch or TF2 thing where you can change between different heroes. Uh-huh. Because they already have their MOBA. Yeah. So, I don't know. Whatever. It's a missed opportunity, I think. I think it's something they could even just patch out, honestly. Yeah. But maybe not with the cards. Mm -hmm. the The problem is that you do level up over the course of the game, as opposed to Overwatch, yeah. something that you don't. That's that's I'm, a big part of a, a thing, which I generally in shooters I'm not that into. Like, there's a place for it. Like Monday Night Combat again, did that. Oh, I was fine with it. But. Actually, we'd be I'd be remiss to say that like. They added a reason why you should have, like, gold in that game now. And you can actually craft cards for your deck for characters. Yes. So, like, not only are they loot drops that you can either, like, wait until you get a chest to get a random card drop or what a, a bunch of cards. Mm -hmm. Or you can buy one with real money. You can now just use the in-game currency you'll get anyways to create a badass deck for a character. I mean, that can also be a thing of frustrating for new players who haven't crafted the better cards or whatever. But um, Yeah, but they'll get, like, you get gold so easy. Well, I'm, I'm not sure that beta levels of getting gold will carry over into the final game. Mm. I'm not convinced of that. Like, and, but maybe... I get it because it's a free-to-play game. That's, like, what you got to do. But... Like, I'm going to put this in perspective for people that, like, are thinking, well, it can't be that good. Like, I think I have, like, 37,000 gold. Yeah. It costs 1,000 like, to create a legendary card. Yeah, that's, like, enough to get all the cards for one character and a bunch of cards for another character, I think. But, um, like, all the cards for a character. But, again, I don't know if that's just because it's still in beta and they're giving more currency than they will later because that is a thing that games Could be. beta do. Could be. I don't know. I have a little bit of faith, though, because one thing they did with Smite that I thought was showed that they know, like, how people are, mm -hmm. is that, like, they made it free to play, 
But if you wanted, you could just unlock all gods now and forever when they add new ones for 30 bucks. Yeah. Like, that there's... Is, yeah. That is a cool thing. That is sensible. Yeah. Like, if people want to pay and don't have a whole lot of time, but, like, don't want to be kind of thrown in here, like, they, that's cheap. That's super cheap. 30 bucks? That's less than, like, a full release game. Yep. So, no, they did good. Like, they know what they're doing. So I have faith. Um, that's a game that when it comes out, since it's free to play, I would recommend everybody trying at least once if you like those types of games. See what you think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Tell me about Lost Reavers, though. Okay. So, what do you know about this game? Like, nothing except for the pictures I saw, the screenshots on the site. Yeah, so it's so it's like a this is basically like a third person shooter loot game. It looks like a monster hunter. It's much more I mean, you're not you're much more just go from what I've played going into like a dungeon and doing a run. Okay. And then killing stuff and moving on. And then and then you do that that loop over and over again. Okay. Um you have a it is a weird thing where you can generally like you're sort of pulled out in third person. You've got a melee attack, you've got a ranged weapon. And you've got like a you've got like a dodge roll, but then you can like press a button and then it goes like over the shoulder and you move much slower and you sort of like, like sort of like Resident Evil more t four type camera angle like Gears of War kind of to like get more precise shooting you can go into. It's just a weird thing. Hmm. I didn't really find it all that useful, but it it's there. It's just sort of weird. Um. Like, there's, like, all sorts of, like, customization options for your characters, probably. It looks like it's going to be in there. It was pretty easy for me to find a group, and, like, I just found two other random people playing it and did some dungeon runs. Um, the thing to me is, like, the environments in that game that were in that that I played were super kind of lame and felt, like, bare-bonesy. And you're just, like, fighting fucking skeletons. Like, it felt very lackluster on terms of the environmental design. It definitely felt very, like, piecemeal stuff. And you're just sort of going into these same environments, but they're sort of randomizing them a bit. Mm-hmm. Like, it just... They weren't that interesting times of environments that you were experiencing was my problem with it. But the, the, the way it played was fine and worked. It was just... It was just fucking weird how, like, lackluster kind of the environments were. Mm-hmm. But it was okay. I mean, I was playing it by myself, so I just and wasn't... then played that much of it. I played, like, two or three runs. Okay. Cool. You just sort of, like, do runs. So, like, if you had four, three other people to play with, it would probably be, be fun, just because it's, like, a four-person, like, loot grind game. Right. That's what it is. Like, those exist... And it had like, if that game came out on PC, it probably wouldn't have the like the polish in terms of just working and being crisp. Like I assume it would be some early access thing, probably, or have it. It just it felt polished, just very lackluster. Okay, which is like a weird thing you don't. It was just like it's not a kind of thing you see on PC games a lot recently because it feels like when you get lackluster like that you definitely feel like i thought it was jank. wii u it is wii u yeah yeah i'm saying in comparison to gotcha like, if this game had come out on pc how would it look it would probably be a little jankier than it is on this platform 
I just think like it, it there was polish there that just I feel like is like console standard stuff that doesn't get on to like if this were an early access game on Steam or something. Right. Hmm. Okay. It was okay. It didn't cool. grab me or anything though. I just felt like oh, there's this thing. I downloaded this. Let's try this. Right. I didn't feel too strongly about it either way though. Like, you go into a room, and there are, like, giant swinging blades that you have to walk by, and there's a skeleton dude. Okay. Yay. Yeah. (laughs) No, not that exciting. Uh, Tell me about Town of Salem. So, Town of Salem's pretty old. Yeah. Uh, It's a browser-based game. It's a chat room game. I think it's also on Steam now, though. Yeah, it is. But you can just play it on the browser version for free. So, whatever. Um... That's a cool browser game. Like as far as chart, like it feels like it's the kind of thing that would like be a like a board game mm-hmm. or like a card game, but it takes like sixteen people to play or something, so it wouldn't ever be feasible to play it without the internet, really. Um, so they're just, it's basically, you get assigned a role at random, and there are three mafia members, and there's one serial killer, and then the rest of people are townsfolk. Yeah, it's basically the werewolves. Um, so the the mafia people are trying to kill the serial killer and the townsfolk. The serial killer is trying to kill everyone. The townsfolk are fi- trying to figure out who the mafia people are mm-hmm. and who the the serial killer is. And they have different abilities. Like there's someone who can – there's like a vigilante who can go and kill someone at night. But if he kills an innocent townsperson, then he will shoot himself the next day. Okay. The serial killer can kill anyone at at night except certain like the godfather is immune who's the leader of the mafia um certain other people are immune there's like a jailer who can put someone in jail during night but if it's the serial killer the serial killer can also kill him uh there's just a bunch of things and it's all about like talking to people in chat and see trying to figure out who's lying trying to figure out like trying to lie your way through situations where people should figure out that it's you and you just see dumb mob mentality stuff because every day people can nominate to have someone hung. So you just see like, oh, we should hang this person. And then everyone's like, well, okay, I guess we'll hang that guy because what else are we going to do? <laughs> and then sometimes you'll have people get up for being hung and then people will vote not to hang them after they've been nominated to hung. And that's interesting too. People change their minds. It's just like, as far as a chat room game goes, I think it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's a cool thing. So you played a few rounds? Played a bunch of this game, actually. Oh, okay. Like, when we weren't playing Dota 2, we would switch over to this. That was Weird. Just, that was just a thing. Yeah. Hmm. It was fun. Yeah. It has cool. a dumb thing where it has, like cosmetic stuff that seems like it takes a fucking forever to play that game to unlock any of that stuff but if you're playing with people or if people like recognize you like your cosmetic stuff is going to give you away who you are oh like, yeah <laughs> if you're playing with people on a call like you have to turn that stuff off because people will notice that you are the same dumb you have the same dumb dragon behind you all the time or whatever weird yeah what about Duelist? So, I was playing a shit ton of Duelist. I finally got rank 10, which got me into gold rank one month. Okay. And then 
the next month I tried and I like got really close but failed the next day and then but I failed because on the last day of that month they completely upended that game and changed a shit ton about it like you only draw one card per turn now oh weird which fucking changes that whole game and made my deck kind of bad yeah so that was a bummer actually I don't like that change at all that makes that game way more like Hearthstone. It doesn't have the same kind of fast pace that made me really like it. So I'm kind of bummed out because hmm. I, they made a huge change. Like they changed a bunch of cards too. But really, it's the two cards per turn thing I really liked that made me feel like I always had options. Where now it feels much more like a a natural another card game. It doesn't feel it doesn't have that fucking energy that made me really like it. That's too bad. It kind of sucks. Yeah. They also give you're giving out a fucking reroll where you can turn all your cards back into spirit orbs temporarily. I don't know if that's it probably expires soon, but I don't know when. Hmm. And I was thinking of doing that because my deck was shit. So wanted new cards and just the fun of opening up all those packs at once. Yeah, you should cool. for I sure should do that. But I, I, that might have passed. I'm not actually sure because I was just so bummed out by the two cards per turn thing. And that they did it on the last day of the month of us before a season ended. That fucked me out of getting gold. Like that nice. was annoying. <laughs> that I was pretty pissed. Nice. That's great. Yeah. I was bummed. I'm bummed. Two cards per turn. Fucking made that game so much faster. It's, it's much slower now. There's I mean I they took it out because they the bursting became too much of a problem but that was what was fun for me i guess on the high end it was making games too similar but i don't know it took out a lot of the fun for me that's too bad that sucks yeah. when games do that yeah it makes me feel better about putting the beta of it on my top 10 list game from last year because the the, the version that they've decided is going to be the final version is like a different game that i don't like as much yeah so it'll always be remembered in its prime on the internet. Yep. Cool. Uh, I think that's it for games. That seems to be it for games. Let's jump to anime. I want to. Well, we didn't talk about Siege at all, actually. Oh yeah, you bought Siege. I bought Siege. That game's good. <laughs> yeah, I finally had a good moment with it, where I was playing on my own and I was the last person left alive, and I killed three people to win. Yeah. You were on defense. So I felt pretty good. Who did you play as? Uh, Rook, I think, because I was on defense. Rook's super useful. Yeah. I like that shotgun. Yeah. So you have, like, <laughs> did you get it because, like, you now, like, have a solid group of people that you could play with pretty much every night of the week? Like, that was definitely an appeal. Seeing that there are people playing that game, like, any game that has people playing it I could play with is always going to be more appealing to me than something not. But also just that I finally had fun with it. Like, mm -hmm. that was kind of keeping me from buying it, was I really hadn't had fun with it until this past weekend when I finally started to, like, get a hold of it. And you played for the last two days as well, like, Monday yeah. and Tuesday. Mm -hmm. How were those times? 
They're fun. I'm fucking terrible at that game still, but uh, I had fun. <laughs> yeah, that game ha- actually has like a curve to it that, like, if you play shooters, like, you're probably going to be bad at Siege because it plays different. Doesn't it doesn't work because you have to know like these specific angles and you have to know the maps. I don't know a lot of them yet. Yeah, and, and like how you can use walls and like blowing shit up and stuff to your advantage. Yeah. Because, like, poking holes through walls and, like, making kill holes. Like, that's stuff about that game that's super cool and is not like other games. Yeah. You have to have a fucking handle on that game to be able to use that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And there's still too many times where, like, I just don't even know where a person's coming from and I can't see them (laughs) when when I get shot and die. Like, I just don't know where they are even. My biggest problem with that game is still remembering I have drones and I should use them because why not? Uh Uh-huh. Like, I always just forget that those exist and that intel is super, super useful. It's super useful. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's fun. You're right, though. It's The weird thing about that game is that, like, the things you have to have are friends to play with, like, are a bonus for sure. Uh You have to know the maps and you have to, like have a few good operators that you can pick. Yeah, that's the other thing is like not figuring out what operators I'm gonna like with before I buy them is not Yeah. It's not a thing. Luckily you get like renown pretty easily in that game from yeah, just for playing sure. it, so that's a plus. Yeah. Like I've just started unlocking some just because I will want them later at this point. I'm at a point in that game where I have all the operators finally. Uh So, like, now Renown's just building because I have nothing to do with it. Which is okay. That seems both okay and, like, I wish I had something to do with all this for now. Like, (laughs) I could buy skins, but, like, I know that as soon as I do, they're going to release something awesome that I should have not wasted my money to get. Uh But, yeah. That game's super good. It was also fucking Uplay stuff was what kept me from buying it before. Yep. Like, that with, like, the last time I had played it before this weekend, we had had, like, connection issues, and you can't rejoin a game if you fucking have a disconnect. Yep. That's, so that put a bad taste in my mouth, too. The disconnects are the least I've ever seen in that game this last month. So I think they fixed something. That's good. I wish they'd just let you reconnect to a game if you'd got disconnected that would make that sting much less but yep definitely agree for sure and like for people that might not know like we play a lot with uh cory and like his crew of miscreants over at his channel so if you're into like siege or just want to watch some siege and like into gungeon for whatever fucking reason and stuff like that <laughs> you should probably check him out twitch.tv slash flack blag he's uh-huh. uh He's, like, super late night. I think uh, he starts at 10 p.m. his time, which is Pacific, and usually goes to about 4 his time. So, like, yeah, he goes late night, which is cool. Like, I was saying to him that, like, you'd probably get, like, way more viewers and stuff because he's a likable guy and stuff, and he plays big games and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I was saying, like, you'd probably get, like, way more viewers and stuff if you played during, like, primetime hours and stuff, but I also send the same breath, but, like, it's super convenient for me that, like, I have something to watch when I get home. Uh-huh. So, like, I'm not complaining. 
Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I like watch. I like actually, I like watching him stream. Yeah, I've been doing it. Yep. I like watching uh, Siege specifically, and I don't know why. I think it's just like seeing neat new tricks people do, and like the thing about Siege is that it never really plays the same way twice because of yeah. different ways you can attack and defend. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I it's super cool. It's a super yeah, cool game. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> the the way I heard it described once was like it's like like comparing it to what it does for shooters is like comparable to like the way Portal made you rethink spaces in terms of like how yeah. you can shoot through walls. Yeah, for sure. Like it just fucking opens up so many possibilities in terms of what you can do. Like it's a fucking that destructible wall stuff is just fucking good and changes the game in a lot of ways. For sure. The same way that Red Faction did years ago. Yeah. But like to a tactical degree, not like a running gun degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I agree. It's a great game. I wanna know about Ace Attorney anime. The Ace Attorney anime. Yo, you know that game? I do. Yo, they straight up took that story and turned it into an anime. So I don't it even is... have to play now. I can just watch it. Pretty much. Will I miss anything if I, like, don't play it? Like, um, will I miss any, like, cute comedy things or, like, weird gameplay stuff? You'd probably miss some things. I mean, I've only... I've really only watched the first episode so far. Okay. For me, the thing with this adapting the very start of the game is A, I've already played that game. B, I've also seen a movie that I think does that story even better. Okay. So, like, freely, I would... That Ace Attorney movie is so fucking good, but that's just the story of the first game. Like, this is just going to keep going, so it has that advantage, I think. Uh-huh. I assume so. And But it's also a little dry in terms of just watching it this way. Like, there are... There are advantages to playing it as a game, particularly if you're playing it on mobile. Which I'm sure. not. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that I don't think that really that's necessarily the wrong way to experience that story is just watch that show. Just for me, I've seen this story twice, so it was like, yeah, this is okay. But I, I, I know all this. I know all these gags. Also, on Crunchyroll, they were subtitling it with the Japanese names, so they weren't the names I know. Oh, weird. Okay. You have to. I think there are fan subs out there that put in. It's Larry Butts, man. It's Larry, Larry Butts. Butts. It wasn't Larry Butts. I was like, what? <laughs> what? All right. So the thing I like from the little I played of Ace Attorney, yeah. and I need to know if this is recreated in either one, the anime or the movie, I guess. I like when, like, you're questioning somebody. And then they, like, explain away why something doesn't work. And your character kind of gets down for a second. And then, like, you, like, know what's going on or whatever. So you put it in, and then he's like, wait a second. And, like, the music starts building. And then he's just, like, has that moment where he's like, I got it. And then he's like, objection and stuff like that. And you're just like, yes! Like, yeah. it just gets all epic. Mm -hmm. I would say... The, the movie definitely has that. Okay. The anime, the, not so much. The anime has it, too. Actually, 
it's fucking hilarious that when when he does like when they do hand gestures, they just fucking have wind in the room. Like it creates wind and blows people back. Like, That's pretty good. Do it. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. What you're saying is I need to watch that movie. Really? Yeah, that movie is fucking good. Okay. That movie is good. That movie is what I saw first. Like I pl- saw that movie and it's like I need to play this game. Oh, like I I'd, I'd okay. heard all the hype about Ace Attorney. I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. I'll maybe I'll play one day. And then I watched that movie. It's like I need to fucking I need to get on this because that movie was fucking good. Like with no attachment to that franchise and thinking it was kind of overhyped as a thing. Like I really like that movie. Okay. Yeah, I, like I that, need to see it. I like that director a lot. Okay. Director of Yakuza Apocalypse. Oh God, here we go. Yeah, no, I do want to see it. You should remind me at some point this weekend okay. to watch it, if you remember. I'll try to remember as well. All right. Uh, the other thing you have for anime here is Dorara Ra. Dorara Times 2, which ended. It, okay. Its ending was really good. That's one of my favorite animes of all time. And it's hmm. I'm sad it's over. I'm not sure if there's going to be more. I, there might be more light novels. So there might make, They might make more. I'm not sure. I don't know what this is. So what's like the concept for this anime? What's going on? Basically, it's like a like a it's about a city, like about Ikeburo in Japan. Okay. And it's about sort of these there are all these rival gangs and the it's when Durara starts, there's this new gang has started called the Dollars that are there had been this color war between the the yellow scar, the blue squares and the yellow scarves that had ended, but the dollars were this new gang. They were colorless because they were they came from a, like an anonymous internet forum. That's how okay. they started up. And sort of a lot of the show is like it has a huge cast of characters, and they're all really good and interesting and play off each other in interesting ways. And it. It like creates the feeling of like a living city better than any show I've I've seen kind of except like I guess The Wire, but in terms of like anime, it's it's really good at creating the feeling of a city of just all these disparate characters that are all super interesting and weird, and it's also like a lot of it's about different fucked up kinds of love. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, in. There's there's also like there's magical elements like there's this this homicidal sword that is attached to different people that then cuts them and then they are in love with the sword person and like they become zombies or whatever there's there are lots of different things there's a character who is a motorcycle rider who has no head she's like a salty and she has like a she's like a motorcycle helmet with cat ears okay um she's a really cool character she talks by typing in her phone but they just put voice over but really, it's just a person holding up a phone with text. Hmm. It's just funny. It's just funny. It's just a really good show with lots of great characters. They're, the, the the animation team did another show with the same, uh, based on light novels written by the same author, which is Bacano, which is only like, which is a very few episodes, so that's actually the one I would recommend people watch first, just because it's shorter. Even though I don't think it's quite as good, that's about a like a train 
like this this train ride that happened long ago and it sort of jumps forth in time but it also has that same thing of just a huge cast of characters that are super interesting that's really good it's not quite as good i don't think as Dorara overall but it it it'll get you the idea of that kind of that the writing style that 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 show goes for and just a huge cast of characters that are all interesting and and play off each other in different ways and then hmm. it gets like there's lots of action and violence and stuff cool yeah that sounds just, cool those are just good good fun shows neat uh all right i guess we have to talk about this let's talk about movies let's talk about batman versus superman Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. Yeah. So, I fucking hated Man of Steel. I really hate that movie. Yeah, I like that movie. I just think it's I just think it's bad. Yeah, that's fine. You're wrong, but go ahead. <laughs> I, like I I think it also gets Superman wrong, but it does I actually care. get Superman wrong, which is why I like it. Because I, I don't care. like Superman. I care less about it because I didn't like its color palette. I didn't like the way it told stories. I think the actual character it screws up the most is uh, his dad. Oh, Jonathan for sure. Kent. For that sure. Character makes no fucking sense when he nope. walks into that tornado. Nope. Oh my God. You're right. It's really bad, actually. It's really bad, and I really don't like the way it, it, it specifically hones in on 9-11 imagery in its disaster porn yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's like, some that weird just shit. That fucking bothers me. Well, I mean, for like yeah, where you live and stuff, live, sure. Yeah, I lived through that. Like, uh, that gets to me. Sure. Um, so, and there's a part of me that's just like, why is Zack Snyder making this movie? He clearly doesn't really like Superman. He wants to do the tell these stories that don't fit for Superman. Like, Superman saves people. That's like part of what he does, and like telling a story where he fails to save all these people and doesn't even try. It doesn't. It's doesn't weird. Yeah. It also he he told a story that was like this super this character this Superman he created shouldn't have cared about killing. Like really, what his dad taught him, he shouldn't have given a shit. That no at the end really rings hollow to me because that character shouldn't have cared. I just also don't like the way it's shot in terms of how it cuts and edits stuff. This movie, this movie is fucking weird i don't hate it as much as man of steel uh-huh but it's not a good movie the weirdest part about it to me is it focuses so much on ben affleck as batman like right like, like they wanted to make of, a batman movie yeah is what i for heard sure. um it opens up with stuff about batman like it's the whole opening part of the movie is seeing that disaster stuff from like Bruce Wayne's perspective as he like fucking drives into this disaster in really dumb ways. And there's a big product placement Jeep in there. Great. Um, as nine 11 imagery is happening, which is fucking great. Um, it, they feel the need to tell Bruce's origin story again, because you obviously need the origin of Batman again. Uh huh. Um, but ultimately Batman is a minor villain in this story. I kind of like that take, though. Like, the problem... But the problem is, like, this movie is so much, like, in love with Batman. Oh, but weird, then, yeah. <laughs> but then when the fight happens, like, Superman is in the right. Like, Batman is, like, doesn't have all the information and is 
make a mistake where Superman's just trying to like talk to him and like get him to help him save his mom. Like that's all Superman is there for. Like Superman's not trying to win that fight. He's trying to talk to Batman and Batman is just fucking trying to shit on him. And like it's fucking weird because in your mind, Batman is cooler than Superman. Like that's even I like I like Superman. Batman is a better character than Superman. Nobody fucking likes Batman. Nobody, very few people like Superman better than Batman. It, it's but weird movie, that, like, Batman would be the irrational one. Yeah, he's the fucking... He's the one in the wrong. He's the dumb one. Like, my biggest problem with this movie is how Zack Snyder fucking doesn't understand Superman and likes... But clearly, maybe not even like Superman. He clearly likes Batman, but he doesn't understand him any better. This Batman is a fucking idiot. He's mostly <laughs> um, easily emotionally manipulated by Lex Luthor in this movie. That's Weird. like his whole story. He doesn't figure anything out. Lex Luthor like points him at Superman, like sends him a couple things in the mail. And Batman is so mad that he just goes after Superman. It's like my description in my review was this movie's just lame because it makes Batman lame. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, weird. He just, he just sucks. He's the he's such a dumb Batman. I heard that Affleck did okay though, acting. Affleck, I mean, Affleck is fine, but he, the character he's playing is just so fucking, like, it's such a fucking jock, dumb Batman. Right. That it's like... What that's what I think of when I think Batman. A <laughs> dumb character. Yeah. He's, he's just a fucking emotional child. <laughs> it's like, there's a 1% chance we have to kill him. We have to kill Superman. He's also super into using guns. That's weird. Which is just a little weird. Like, I mean, I that's get, Batman's origin, though. Yeah, and I get that Um, he's... Scott Snyder mostly is just fucking in love with Dark Knight Returns, where Batman, I think, does use a gun, like, once, just because it's there. But um, that's not like the modern Batman has kind of evolved since that. Like Dark Knight Returns is like a reaction to the Adam West Batman. Like that's what that bat that's like Adam West Batman when he got old. Like that's what that story was. Yeah. But modern Batman is way more defined by like the Batman the animated series is like modern Batman, sure. and like this feels like going backwards to like an earlier thing. It just doesn't quite feel like Batman. Like. Batman has sort of been refined since that story. And it's just fucking... And then there's just other dumb stuff on top of that, because, you know, you have to... Like, it has the thing of, like, the Batman-Superman fight happens, and then there's a lot of movie left. Because <laughs> you have to have Doomsday. And the yeah. thing I'll, I'll say about... If you're going to do the Doomsday story, you should do it the way the comic books did it, where you... You should start the movie with Doomsday just shows up and is fucking wrecking shit. If you're just going to make that movie, which is just this dumb brute wrecking shit that can fucking beat up Superman, just fucking do it. Don't, like, dick me around with this mystery and these, like, two forces being pitted against each other because they're being manipulated and they're dumb. And then throw this dumb brute at me. It's, like, just fucking too long and exhausting. And there's just, like, no joy in this movie. It's not fun anywhere. Like, the biggest bright spot to me is fucking... Is actually Wonder Woman, who I don't care about at all. I hear she's great. She smiles once in this movie. And that stands out so much compared to the rest of it. <laughs> like, she's in a fight and she's having fun. Just, like, the thrill of battle. She smiles once. It's fucking... 
in comparison to the rest of that movie, it's a fucking beacon. Like, it's just amazing. <laughs> it's, like, not that much, but when you're watching this thing, it stands out. Like, honestly, I watched this movie. I was like, I could watch a Wonder Woman movie. That would probably work. Yeah. Like, fucking, they, gave a char- they put in a character who has fun doing cool shit. I mean, awesome. they made a Daredevil movie, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, I didn't watch that one, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's go ahead and say there's going to be a spoiler warning here. Yeah. Because, uh, so, like, Wayward, I know you're in the chat. If anybody's listening live and you, like, don't want to be spoiled, maybe mm. skip until you see the talking about at the bottom of the page change. Or, like, just mute. Otherwise, mm. you've been warned. Uh, I hear Superman just straight up gets murderized. <laughs> yeah, but then there's a scene at the very... Because that's the dark... That's the Doomsday story of Doomsday shows up and beats Superman to death. Like, yeah, but I didn't think they'd actually have the balls to go through with it. Well, they don't, because, oh, like, the oh. last fucking shot of the movie is, like, the dirt on Superman's grave moving. Like, he's not gonna be dead. Like, it's Great. stupid for them to do it. Because the thing... The reason it only worked in the comics was, like, obviously, Superman's gonna come back. But it took, like, a long time. Like, there was a long time where they got to tell all these other stories while Superman was dead. That's the interesting part of that thing, really. It's, like, the, the rise of the Superman... Like, as far as that story goes, really the most interesting stuff is the part where Superman's dead. And they get to introduce all these other characters and mess around with how the universe is different without him. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to have any of that with this movie. Like, they're just going to fucking bring him back. It's 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 sort of comparable to the way that Star Trek Into Darkness kills Kirk, but then brings him back right at the end of the movie. Right. Like, just like, they're doing this just because it's like a reference to some other story. But they don't actually have the balls to, like, build on anything on that or really do it. Right. Okay. It's just fucking... It's dumb. It's lame. There's a lot of stuff in here. There's, like, stuff in, a lot of stuff in this movie setting up other DC movies. It's like, why are you doing that? There's this whole fucking subplot with the Senate that doesn't go anywhere. Like, it just literally ends with them... With Lex Luthor blowing them up. And you're like, why did that even happen then? Does Why he play you... a good Lex? I'm gonna guess no. Well, no, he go he goes way too far into crazy. Like he's hmm. just fucking. He's a. He mostly just feels seems like someone who's like has like anxiety disorder and is just fucking whacked out. Okay. But then like he goes full just fucking insane. There's no nuance to him at all. He's not interesting. Like it's literally. T- taking out anything that could be interesting about Lex Luthor. And really, the interesting thing about Lex Luthor in in his history has been when he became businessman Lex, and he was just a problem for Superman that Superman couldn't solve with punching. Right. Like, that's what Lex was, and he's, like, just not that here. He's just, he's, like, a part of the plot that manipulates Batman into fighting Superman, and then he creates a doomsday. And then Doomsday is the thing Superman fights. And then Lex Luthor is just in jail at the end of the movie. Great. Like, he's just not that. He's just nothing. He's not interesting. Yeah. He's just fucking creepy and weird. Like, there's a part. There's like a scene that, like, implies his dad abused him. Great. Who cares? That's fun. I don't give a shit. Yeah. And you're needlessly making this, like, inappropriate for kids. Like, for no end. Great. Well, it's fucking, it's just a lame movie. 
Like I, I don't even have quite hatred for it. It just because I knew what I was getting into when I saw it. Probably is a big part of that too. But um, it's just lame. Like there's a Batman fight that's in the trailer where Batman fights a bunch of guys in a warehouse, and that's actually sh- shot probably better than Batman fights in any other Christopher Nolan movies, just because the camera is like back and there's stuff happening. But that's like two minutes of a fucking three hour movie like whatever hmm just as a side note your uh, review of that did quite well on Facebook <laughs> yeah I noticed <laughs> hilarious comments there were hilarious comments so people are fans apparently one dude says I liked it that's his that's his comment to you, <laughs> that's... And, you and that's fine it's fine. If someone else likes it, that's fine. But, uh, yeah, the movie made a shit ton of money initially and then kind of fell off enough that it wasn't, it isn't really a success despite making a sh- like being the most highest box office movies ever. Like, it's not, it didn't really make the billion dollars they wanted it to. Because people like Batman and Superman, but really. This movie sucks. Like, that's how you fuck it up. Yeah. You put Batman in a Superman movie, people are going to fucking show up. But if it's no fun and fucking bored and, like, lame and overlong and overcomplicated and Batman's dumb, like, word of mouth is terrible, it, it, it padded that down. Wayward's asking, but were there Nathan Tier comments? Oh, you mean, like, this comment? I actually thought the movie was really good. It could have been better, but I wanted to see Batman and Superman fight and Wonder Woman finally in a movie. This is a film for the fans. This is a film for the fans is my favorite part. That's like, real Because I'm not a fan of Batman and Superman. Like, what? <laughs> Are you able to see how many people, like, see the posts on Facebook? No, I don't think so. All right. Do you want to know the number for that one? Sure. 4,551. <laughs> wow. Do you want to know the one for uh, Boy and the Beast? Oh, I'm sure it's like... 27. Th- yeah, that sounds <laughs> So, yeah. No, people... That is a movie for the fans. I mean, a big reason I watched that movie was to write a review of it. Like, if I... I'd- sure skipped it if I wasn't going to do that like I really saw it to write the review so uh, I'm glad it I'm glad it people saw it sure I also think putting lame in the the eye catch line was helpful like this movie is lame yeah <laughs> that's a, a good dumb inflammatory thing to say sort of like this other guy that comments on it saying lame pff, you're lame I like that comment that's comments real good <laughs> He's used the wrong your. Oh, no, he didn't. I'm an idiot. He used the right one. Wow. Okay. I'm sorry, person. I'm not going to call it. It's weird also, calling out names on Facebook because it's like literally their real name. Yeah. I also like seeing some of the comments got their own likes. That was cool. Yeah. Like the one that this is a film for the fans. Yeah. This is a film for the fans. I like that that one put in it could have been better. Like, I'm glad he had enough. You had enough like cognitive capacity to realize this movie could have been better it's so good i actually thought the movie was really good sure it could have been better <laughs> but i just wanted to see batman and superman fight just, just wanted to see it you know what sure 
He knows yeah. he knows what he wanted and he got it. <laughs> yeah. But I've seen Batman and Superman fight before. There's the episode of Batman the Brave and the Bold that has Superman in it is really fucking good and has Batman and Superman fight. And it does the dumb but it, I mean it does that's like full of references to Silver Age stuff, so it just straight up does the red kryptonite thing, so Superman's evil. Which is how that fight works. Batman is the underdog, so you have to make Superman the bad guy for that fight to work. It fucking baffles me that this movie made Batman the bad guy. How do you do... Why do you do that? I don't even get it. Like, that's just fucking weird. Yeah. No. It's dumb. <laughs> Alright. We have to get off this topic. Um, yeah. Okay. So that review got f- reached apparently four thousand five hundred fifty-ish people. Uh huh. How many do you think the Jungle Book reached? <laughs> five. You're really fucking close. <laughs> it's six. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, you watched the Jungle Book. Yeah, that movie is not great. No, I enjoyed it, but um. It's like it's stupid. Like, why are you making a movie that's entirely dependent on having seen? It's like a total reference to the Disney Jungle Book. Like, it's not like it's more faithful to the book, really. It's just like a a darker live action adaptation of that other movie. And I really like like the Jungle Book book. I think is really great, but it doesn't really tap into what makes that that book work. I haven't read that book in a long time, though. So I've never read it. I mean, I read it as a kid, honestly. But hmm. I remember it being it. Like, it, there's stuff about how it, <clears throat> how it, like, that's just the language it worked, and like the idea of an ape wanting to be a person that works really well when you're reading it as text. Uh-huh. It doesn't work so well when it's Christopher Walken as a gargantuan ape that's singing. <laughs> like that doesn't have the same impact, honestly. Hmm. Also, Christopher Walken is a giant gargantuan ape that sings in this movie. That's Bill Murray. Bill Murray is a bear. I hate Bill Murray. So the thing with like a big thing with this movie to me compared to the original is just like they do the animated movie, the modern animated movie thing of getting like named actors instead of voice actors. So yeah. none of the voices like hit as hard as they do in in that animated movie. Like it just sounds like people talking. It doesn't sound. It doesn't have that over the topness that makes that breathes life into that stuff. Wayward's right, by the way. Christopher Walken as a singing ape sounds like a thing I want to see. Yeah, like I don't hate this. I think this movie's okay. Like that stuff was funny, and I'm glad they put in at least two of the songs from the original referenced. Mm-hmm. Although they 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 do like more. G- ease them in as feel like characters singing rather than like the hard musical thing of now this is the song part of this the movie which i i I don't know it has its place but like this movie is fucking long too like comparatively jungle book is like a 70 minute movie (laughs) and has filler how long is this this is like probably an hour and a half maybe oh okay that's not that long it's not that long but for a kid's movie, it's pretty long. Yeah. And this is still... It's darker, but it's still a fucking kid's movie. And, like, Ildris Alba plays Shere Khan and doesn't... 
He doesn't have that, like, gravitas that Shere Khan does in the original Jungle Book. And I fucking love Idris Elba. Yeah. But it just doesn't... He's And he's not like Shere Khan is in the book. Where, it, like, he's just a fucking bully here. Where he just shows up and I'm gonna fucking kill Mowgli. And, oh, you don't, you aren't gonna give me Mowgli? Oh, I'm gonna throw you off a bridge. I'm gonna throw you off a, a mountain. Like, I'm just a fucking... He's just a strong asshole. Yeah. Whereas, which is kind of what he is in, like... The Jungle Book, where people are afraid of him, except he just in that movie just turns out to be, they just kind of deal with him sort of easily because that movie's super short. He's got yeah. fire to his tail, but he at least has like a presence. Whereas in the book, it's like it's a much longer game, and he's much more about manipulating people and turning people against Mowgli. That that's just not going to do in the story because it's like a super quick bam, 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 bam things happening story. Uh -huh. time for him to really there's like a flavor of him trying to get it where Mowgli ends up in this like going to the human village and bringing fire back and he accidentally sends the jungle on fire before he fights your Khan but like it doesn't hit it doesn't work because it's like a it's like a barely a full moment in the in the movie instead of being like a whole structure around which the story is based in terms of being like this interesting thing of is Mowgli belong here? Like he's a fucking human. We're fucking thus like slowly turning people against him. There's no manipulation. He's just a big asshole. <laughs> he wants to murder everyone unless this this little kid is dead. And everyone's like, we kind of like this little kid. Like we don't want him to kill. We'll we'll get rid of him, but we don't want to just give him to you to murder. Right. He's like, nope, nope, that's unacceptable. Nope, murder time. Murder time, pretty much. Hmm. Is yeah. it worth my time? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, okay. It's, like, if you watched it, it wouldn't be the worst time you would have, but it's probably <laughs> not worth your time to seek out. Okay. Like, if you're stuck on an airplane and it was this or watching Pixels again, I would say watch this, but... Sure. I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> that's not even a question. <laughs> cool. Like, it's, it's fine. It. I've... In my review, I was like, it's, it's almost like even a good movie, but it's so fucking pointless and unnecessary. Like, literally just go watch the, the old Jungle Book again. Like, I kind of don't get why they didn't just re-release that to theaters again. At, with As like a double feature, because that's probably too short to justify ticket price or something. That'd be kind of cool. Because that's what they did. Like, the, that's what they used to do. Like, the Jungle Book was re-released like four times, and it's like the 29th highest-grossing movie ever, because they released it multiple times and it made money every time. Because taking your kids to see like a an animated movie is like a thing, and that's like a short enough time that like kids can stand it. <laughs> so you could take younger kids, like. Or they would just Netflix it. Yeah, Netflix is probably the reason why, but I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Hmm. Okay, well. There are some people who are super into this movie, and I don't get it. That seems to be a running theme with you. Let's talk about The Revenant for five hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh... That's this is a much smaller number of people. <laughs> this is a different scale. That's it for movies. Yep, that's all I saw. There cool. hasn't been a lot. There hasn't really been anything that I've been super interested to. So I, I really just went to these movies because there was something else. It's a movie for the fans, Homer. 
fans. It's a movie for the fans. For the fans. That argument works on every movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> movie for the fans. It is a movie for the people who like this movie. That is who it is for. I mean, you're not wrong. All right. Well, it's everybody's favorite time where we talk about random bullshit. Yay! Yay. Time. Let's talk about Mitomo and how I can't stop checking it every day when I wake up. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. This is really dumb, but whatever. <laughs> I used to like check Twitter a lot. Uh huh. I check Mitomo now instead of Twitter. <laughs> Like, I'll open that first, and then Twitter. That's amazing. Yeah. Um. What do you even say about it? I like that they talk their yes. answers. That's I, why I go to it. I also like that it's not censored at all, because you're just... only The stuff you're seeing is only surfaced to people <laughs> on your friends list, yeah. so they can get away with having you do whatever the fuck you want. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's key. Yeah. Uh, I was actually surprised when I heard this, like, I can't fucking believe it or whatever. <laughs> like, it was weird. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I like using the dumb, weird, creepy th pictures of things I had on my phone and putting my me in front of them. I like doing that. Mm -hmm. That was cool. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like just doing the stupid pictures every now and then. I remembered when you, you were, we were talking about, we talked about it a little bit, uh, not on the podcast. I remember you saying there was some answer I'd given that made you laugh. And yeah. It's, it was what, it was like, what do you think uh, Paul spends most of his time doing? And my answer was working. I think that was the one. No, it was something else. Really? It was something about like looking for love or something. Oh, okay. That one was... I forget. I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, me neither. Um, At this point now, though, like I want that full day bonus that mm -hmm. you get every day. So there is a few times this week where I forgot to check it until like I got home from work. <laughs> and that was like 11.45, and I freaked the fuck out, grabbed my phone, and just, like, opened it and just took a sigh of relief. Yeah, I've not checked that thing in a, in a while now. Yeah, you lost your daily bonus. Yep, I lost it. But I, all I really want to do is put him in front of a couple more pictures I have on my phone. When did but it come out? I don't remember. Because I think I'm on, like, day 18 or something. Did it come out the, like, second or third or something? No, it probably was, like, the 31st or the it first. Was a, it was the 31st. Yeah. It was on a TDP night. Nice. Why am I on day, like, 18 or something? Maybe I should check it again. Weird. Yeah. Anyway. That thing's dumb. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people have uninstalled it off their phones because it takes up a lot of space. Not me. It just updated today again. Nice. Yeah. And uh, I spent a lot of time on uh, the, like, pachinko, plinko thing. Uh-huh. 
and yeah, trying to get some cat outfits, and I got all the cat things I wanted, so I have a cat hat, I have a cat hanging off my shoulder, and like a cat hoodie. It's great. Nice. Yeah. That thing's real dumb. It's fucking <laughs> stupid. Yeah. But it... It's what Tomodachi life should have been. It's weird, too, because, like, I could totally see why that, like, Mitomo wouldn't appeal to anybody or be boring after a little bit. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Like, when Mitomo came out, I was just, like, when I woke up in the morning, I jumped on that shit, installed it, and just went on Twitter and was like, everyone add me. <laughs> and then 70 friend requests after a couple hours, I was like, okay, like, I gotta start deleting people. <laughs> Stop adding me, please. It got... You can't just, like, add all friends either. You have to go one by one. Yeah. So I just stopped, like... for <laughs> Like, unless I recognized their name, I just wouldn't, like, add them uh -huh. back. Because it got to a point where, like... I also had push notifications on for the first oh. couple days. It was actually raining or, like, vibrating or whatever every five to ten minutes. Yeah. Which I'm guessing is when, like, the push notification thing would, like, refresh. Mm -hmm. It was bad. Like, I got actually frustrated with it. But it was kind of cool because every time, like, I was bored, I had, like, 20 things I could read. Uh-huh. But, yeah. I I pared it down to people that I talk to on the internet regularly and, of course, real-life people now. Mm -hmm. And, like, deleted a bunch of just random people that added me and I don't know how they added me. Yeah. I also find it's weird that, like, if you share friends in common, it's just, like, friends with, I am 3D Homer, etc. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean, etc.? <laughs> like, say, like, and three others or something. It's weird. Nope. Etc. Yeah. You Everyone know. beyond one person is just whatever. They're also friends with, I am 3D Homer, etc. Oh, yeah, okay. Yada, yada, yada. Exactly. Tell me about VR streams. So I watched... So Giant Bomb did launch streams for Oculus and um, the Vive. Yeah. So, and they basically streamed... They checked out every game. They checked out every game that was launched on Oculus and pretty much everything that was that was used touch controllers and was new on Steam for the Vive at the time. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of shit... And there was a lot of shit. <laughs> okay. Um, kind of the, the the most interesting thing probably was on the Vive. It's the game is still in early access, but it was like a a multiplayer shooter where you're like in this weird little like hovercraft thing, and you like physically put up cover around yourself, and like your triggers have like there's like you have these move controllers you have dumb ways of like you have to rotate a thing and like you flick a thing out for your revolver and like manually rotate it to re reload it or you're like cocking shotguns but it's like actually about you're in this little physical space that you then steer around and then shoot people and you can like wave at them and stuff it's hmm. like it was like the thing the one thing that felt the most like a full game whereas a lot of the other stuff either felt like tech demo-y stuff or just not enough different about it like there was on like the most gamey thing probably on oculus was the i forget what it's called but it's just a an rts 
and you're just sort of looking down at a third person thing and you're just sort of like you're commanding it that way so it's it's more about like you're just looking at this big table kind of in virtual space mm-hmm. and there were a bunch of games like that that were using the perspective that way of um treating it like you're just looking at a, a big table kind of and you can like peer down and look at it but for the most part you're just sort of looking out and that one did a good thing of um I wish I could remember names of these games, but it did a thing of like when you were in a lobby, there the dumb robot version of that person would show up in that lobby and would like talk to you, and their head would move the way their actual head was moving, which was just a weird thing of like simple things, and you could actually see them on the the field and the in like the distance. But at the end of the day, it was just a fucking really pretty simple RTS that was being played out there with a controller. Like, hmm. weird. It's like the. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like the, for the most part, a lot of the software just didn't seem like it was there and seemed kind of overpriced in addition to that for what it was. If you compared that game, if that game came out on Steam, it would be whatever. So it doesn't seem like, for as much as people have hyped up the hardware and the hardware seems super cool, it does not seem like software is there on that stuff yet it is still basically the same software people were seeing when they saw those headsets fucking two years ago gotcha tech demos really yeah yeah hmm. there was also some weird fucked up video stuff that just seemed terrible like there's also plenty of weird garbage although one of the one of the best things about the the five stuff are was the the phenomenon like the running joke became is this does this character have not have a head? Because like part of the thing if you're if you're in a first person game, you don't want the head to be in the way. So a lot of the ways developers solve this is just you there's just this body there that doesn't have a head. So like in Project Cars, Drew was playing it and literally got up out of his chair and like squatted next to it so like he was in the passenger seat and then could look at his headless body. Just fucking hmm. weird. Weird. There's also just weird things like if you looked around at like the the car you were in, like it didn't have real rear wheels because they weren't rendering them <laughs> just to save processor power or something. There's just weird like because you have to allow people to like ex- move their head and it kind of explore. There's just weird. You could see around the corner in a lot of weird ways. Although a drift just kept resetting you to where you were, so. I wonder if games will just stop. We'll just start doing that and stop uh, letting your head float freely away from your body. Weird. Just weird things. Hmm. It also seems like the amount of space you need for the Vive is ridiculous and varies between games. Like, games can require you to have a certain amount for them to work. Like, and you fucking need the full free space. It just seems... Like, Giant Bomb doesn't even have enough space in their studio to do the full size for the Vive. I hear that's a common thing, actually. A lot of these, like, people are saying, like, we have a studio, we barely have enough room or don't. Yeah. Which seems kind of nuts. Yeah. But I don't know. That whole th- The whole thing just seems like it's it's not there yet, even though it's now about kind of out to the public, although... They have also had problems shipping to people, so it's also kind of not out in certain ways. Um, it just doesn't seem like maybe it'll get there, but also it just sounds like 
even if you're super into fidelity, these aren't the platforms for you because the screens just aren't sharp enough. Like there was talk about people using them as like just instead of having a giant monitor, you just look at a giant virtual monitor. But the fidelity on the screens apparently isn't high enough quality for that to really be worth it. Weird. So. Huh. It's not there in terms of that stuff. Not yet. Not yet. VR seems like it's just work in progress. Well, I mean, a lot of people that, like, are actually smart and not just saying buzzwords out there about VR are saying that, like, the year of VR will be probably in, like, five years. Mm-hmm. Like, when it's consumer-friendly, there's a lot of stuff out for it and stuff. Like, this is yeah. the this is still alpha stages. Come on. Yeah. Like, just because they're getting headsets out to people willing to pay for it doesn't mean it's, like, there yet. Yeah. It's also the kind of thing, like, the kind of experience you're seeing, it's like, oh, I wish arcades still existed. Because mm-hmm. these are arcade games, basically, is what people are creating in a lot of cases. Like, that would be really, really fucking cool if you're putting in, like, a dollar and then playing it for a bit and then being done with it. <laughs> <laughs> and moving on to the next thing. Like, paying $40 for a fucking shooter where you don't... Where you're just fucking shooting targets in an open space. Like, it's cool, but it's not that cool when you've already spent all that money. It just doesn't seem like the thing yet. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Have some other stuff we could talk about, like, kind of quickly. Okay. Microsoft announces that the Xbox 360 is dead. Or they're the- killing it off. They're stopping production of them. Yeah. They completely. probably still they probably still have a shit ton in. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Warehouses and stuff. But they it's use the just- term while supplies last now, making it yeah. sound ominous. Uh-huh. It's just funny that uh there are stories about the Wii U also ceasing production within the year, so Yeah. <laughs> so the Xbox three sixty not making more things seems reasonable in comparison. Yeah, no, I agree. Also, they're not shutting down live yet, which will be, which would be the the big thing if they shut down live on that console, like they did with the original Xbox. Oh, they took them so long for the original Xbox. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I'm not worried about that yet. Nope. Also, like, I own a 360. It's not like I'm. I've used it recently, <laughs> really. Right. I played Street Fighter Third Strike not that long ago, but that's about it. I'm not. I'm not using that thing. You're not chomping at the bit? Nope. I mean, because even if there's, like, a game on it that I want to revisit, it's probably on PC, and I should probably just get it on PC for cheap. Like, what am I going to play on the 360 other than Azura's Wrath and Street Fighter Third Strike if I want to play? But then that I could emulate. Like, I actually don't know. Yeah. At this point. Yeah, I don't know either. I will probably replay Azura's Wrath again because I love that game. What are some other weird things that happen? Ghost in the Shell uh, movie is coming out or yeah. being made or made or whatever, and mm-hmm. they cast Scarlett Johansson as Motoko Kasunagi. Yep. And it pissed off the internet because Asian girl she is not. Yep. Uh, what do you think about this? Should she have been Asian? Should Scarlett Johansson actually be Japanese? Well, probably. Mm -hmm. With a name uh, like Scarlett, for sure. (laughs) I mean, 
I don't care just because I, really, I don't really care about Ghost in the Shell. Mm-hmm. But, um... That's too bad. I think it's kind of neat. I'm... I've... I'm just not... Like, it's... It's okay. I just don't really care. My favorite thing about it was the robots in it were... A lot of them were played by voice actors who voiced characters on Digimon. Okay. The dub. So I liked that. And there was some episode they were all arguing philosophy stuff, which I just found funny. But, um... That character... The character Scarlett Johansson playing has the problem. Uh, basically, every Scarlett Johansson character she's been playing recently has been having is she's playing characters that don't have emotions, that don't like express themselves very strongly. And it's just been frustrating for me because I think she can do other things, and I feel like she's just being stuck in this hole of playing characters that aren't actually very interesting mm. in terms of their emotional range. Yeah. Uh, the other news, the the they're leaked full details of the PlayStation Four upgrade new model. Yeah, the yeah. Neo, the Neo. Which, like the way they're doing it, sounds totally reasonable. Except that it won't guarantee sixty frames per second for every game. Yeah. But, I mean, I get why they would want to upgrade their hardware. Sure. Because their hardware is fucking obsolete, and, like, almost every game review on their games talks about how the frame rate isn't there. So I get why they want to make a more powerful thing, like, just period, of mm -hmm. upgrade it. But really, a lot of the anger from fans is, like, being mad at that there's a new revision that will make their old thing not, not the thing. Because people on consoles just want to have the thing and that be the thing for years. And there haven't really been enough games to justify this generation yet. So already talking about hardware seems like a push. Yeah. Like, like I get why they have to do it because it's there. But like the software for fucking this generation is fucking what? <laughs> like there's I don't want to buy those consoles. No, but, like, now that I know a better one's coming out, I do want that. Like, over the other. Over the other one, for sure. So it's also weird, like, that officially they still haven't said anything, because, like, who the fuck's going to buy a P PS4 for the rest of this year? Like, when they know one is coming in, like, October or something. Right. November. Not me. Yeah. I'm just fucking. I I only I really mostly just care because eventually Persona Five is gonna come out on that thing and I'm gonna want it. Mm -hmm. But it for it's looking like Persona Five is might be delayed again, so and doesn't even have a firm date yet. So uh, the Neo will probably be out by then. So uh, that's cool. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's also just sort of. It would be cool if uh, eventually. Bloodborne got patched to run better than 30 frames per second because that's the only way that game runs right now. Yeah. That's Luckily, crazy. I don't care about it anymore because DS3. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yo, do you like McDonald's? I do like McDonald's. You like Big Macs? No. Okay. Well, Big Macs are going to be getting different sizes. Cool. People should have more choice. They are um, apparently thinking of doing, like, a Mac Jr., which is, like, a single patty Big Mac, 
a Big Mac, and a Grand Mac. A Grand Mac. And my favorite part of this story is that somebody on Twitter named Judah Chris said, I'm disappointed they didn't call the larger Big Mac Mac Daddy. <laughs> and he's right. Good point. Yeah. Good point. That is a disappointment. Missed opportunity. Uh, China, the wrestler, died. Like, today. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. You know China? Nope. Oh. Okay. Um, like, I think she was more 90s-ish. She was, mm -hmm. like, one of the, like, first, like, real, like, I don't know what they call I hate the name, like, WWF or WWE, like, divas. Uh -huh. Like, superstar. Which but, like, they, like, just got rid of this past year. They got rid of that term. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bad term because it's it really just bad. it does it has a bad connotation to like yes. I mean, it's not a bad connotation so much as it's like just untrue of a word for like women that are strong and kick the shit out of people. Uh-huh. <laughs> like that's not what a diva is. But yeah. you know, whatever, branding and stuff. Branding. Yeah. But um yeah, she died. Uh, what's her name now? Joni Laurer, I guess. Was it Joni? Joni Laurer, I believe. So, she died. Uh, I don't think they said how, but it's kind of too bad, because she was, like, not old, mm -hmm. and, like, super fit and strong. <laughs> there is a strong history of wrestlers dying prematurely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Fucking not... Fucking wrestling is fucking hard on you is the is the, the real thing sure i mean but like I'd, in lasting i, I don't think yeah, like don't as think. many wrestlers die in a year than like dentists do i mean percentage wise i don't know if you consider how many dentists there are compared to wrestlers i don't know yeah all I know is there's a dude who basically made his career off writing obituaries about wrestlers. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, that puts it a little bit in perspective, doesn't it? Um, I guess the last thing I'll bring up, even though I know nothing about it, but maybe you can talk about it, is that like the election primaries happened and New York got fucked or something. Yeah, apparently a bunch of people were unregistered. That had been registered the year before? I don't really know what happened. So they, like, couldn't vote? Yeah, they couldn't vote in the primary because they were suddenly not affiliated with the party. Great. That's awesome. Yep. So That's, Hillary, uh, right? She won? Yes. She had been a huge lead in the polls for fucking months, too, though. Like, yeah. it wasn't... It wasn't like even close in the polls in terms of who was going to win but that a lot of people could vote in the primary is fucked up yeah for sure always fucked up you know democracy democracy and there have been precedents for uh delegates being nullified in cases where there was clear uh disenfranchisement though so still sort of wait and see on if that happens or not yeah, this is, is like a brand new a, thing. Yeah, this is Bernie like within was, the day. 
Yeah, Bernie is in a is also been super behind on delegates anyway. Like yeah. their, his path to victory was super super slim, and he again was never really leading at New York at all anyway. So I don't know. It's hard to be that. Yeah. Yeah, but it shouldn't happen. That should not happen. That's too bad. That's just like the system failing, and yeah. that sucks. Because it's one thing when it's just like, no, like the majority of people don't like you. Like, you suck. Just fuck off. Mm-hmm. But, like, when people are just like, wait, I got fucked out of, like, my right and stuff, that's fucked up. It's just bad. Bad mojo. Uh, my favorite thing about this, the primary in New York, though, was that Ted Cruz lost to Ben Carson, which is fucking hilarious <laughs> at this point in the election. Yeah. <laughs> that is how little people in New York like Ted Cruz. <laughs> Great. <laughs> That's pretty funny, though. Oh, well. Maybe one so day we'll figure it out. Quickly talking about political stuff, I read an article that was like a primer on what the alt-right, like, neo-redactionary group is. Okay. Which is like political party sort of spawned out of 4chan in a large degree and they're sort of behind the scenes of like being potentially big Trump supporters and they're super into the idea of like tearing down the government for like a CEO so like the idea of Cruz of a Trump dissolving democracy and declaring himself king is like what they're super into. And this is like a faction of people who exists. And that was cool to read about and learn about. That was fucking weird. <laughs> they hate moder- modernity. They think things were better with monarchies. Yeah, those people exist. Awesome. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, I guess I'll end it off with one last thing. Okay. Apparently, a dog that was believed to be the oldest dog in the world died. Wow. An Australian Kelpie by the name of Maggie passed away at the age of 30. Wow. That old dog. Yeah. I wonder what that dog's life was like for the last, like... 15 years. Yeah, like by the time it got super old and just kept going. (sighs) Yeah. No, terrible. Like, absolutely terrible. Honestly, I think that's like the best case scenario for like that dog naturally probably should have died literally 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, man. (laughs) That sounds like a great note to end it on. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so this is the time I'll take to, like, just shill some bullshit, I guess. All right. Uh, Sundays. I am planning to make Sundays, like, for the Sundays I'm here and stuff. Obvi- I'm going to try weekly, but, like, obviously, if life comes up, it uh-huh. won't. It'll take some days off and stuff. Every yeah. Sunday will be a tabletop eccentric day. Nice. Of some sort. So when we are not running an actual like one shot or campaign thing for D and D, 
I'm thinking tabletop simulator games or like board game types of things, like even digital board games we'll be playing, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Getting a bunch of people together. I'll be in the bar- uh, Burning Barrel Steam group. Like the Monday before, I'll put up a thing saying like we're going to be playing X game on whatever, like tabletop simulator or Steam or this site or whatever. Whoever <laughs> like wants in the first like eight people or however many slots like can come. Um, yep. that sort of thing and we'll do that on days or on weeks we don't do that it will be me and like you if you want whoever's like into rpgs like tony for sure when he's available and wolf when he's available just to do like some like tabletop rpg like and maybe board games later just like shop talk sort of thing like a podcast sort of thing mm-hmm. yeah but, that all sounds great this uh, this Sunday, though, is going to just be talking. We're going to be talking about... Uh, Tony and I have been discussing some behind-the-scenes stuff about where Season 2 Yolotown is going to be going. It's not going to be spoilers for, like, literally where it's going, but, like, how it's going to be run, because some things mm-hmm. are going to be changing. Uh, the second part, we'll be talking to Wolf a little bit about GURPS, the GURPS system the generic uh, universal role-playing system or whatever mm-hmm. and like how we can use that to our advantage how people what it is how people can use it to like make their own games and whatever way they want blah 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 and then the last part is we will be talking about a concept uh, for an RPG rule set we've been making and nice. see who's interested in it so that'll be fun sounds it all sounds great yeah that sounds real cool if I can keep it up every Sunday, I will be super impressed, but I figured it's a good way to, like, kind of narrow all of that stuff down to one day where it's uh-huh. just like, yo, if you like tabletop stuff, like, this is a day that you yeah. should be here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to make it in, like, the afternoons, too, like, maybe two or three, like, my time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people that are just bored and don't have anything to do, come be bored with us and play some bored games. There you go. Oh, no one has ever made that pun before. Not a single person in the world has made that pun. (laughs) (laughs) Also, uh, Dark Souls 3, some co-op. I think that's going to be the next thing I try to do regularly, like with whoever. Because that game's fun. And I, like I said, I'm not going to stream my single playthrough of it. Because it's just going to be people being bored of like me watching... Like, either the same boss I can't get past or, like, grinding souls. Like, it's just not going to be fun stuff. So, solo or co-op, I think, is the way to go for watching people play that. Mm-hmm. So, that'll be good. Um, I don't think I don't think there's anything else. TDP, oh, yeah. Like, we never even mentioned this on TDP, but I'll mention it here. TDP is going to be weird <laughs> because I work until 11 o'clock every night, my time now. Yeah. So, like, some nights, if they want to do a Thursday because they have to, I'll just be like, yeah, that's fine, I'll bow out. Otherwise, we're kind of doing an episode every week whenever we can. So it could be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> like, it could be Ooh. any time. Uh-huh. And that's going to be rough. But, um... Yeah. Yeah. So, that's, that's what's going on with that. Um... This week, obviously, John won't be with us. He's at PAX. Uh-huh. But 
that's kind of all that's been going on. I'm just more excited about uh, talking about tabletop stuff. That's going to be super fun. Yeah, that should be really good. Yeah. But um, I think that does it for us. <clears throat> yep. If people want, they can like send in questions and comments or news or whatever you want us to like talk about and stuff. Uh, I think podcast at BernieBarrel.co still works. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have the password to that. Um, a burning barrel on Twitter is where to get the podcast. Otherwise, I'm at Exposure, E-X-F-A-U-X-S-U-R-E. Homer is at Comic Panels. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, like, so different than anything you use <laughs> anywhere. But I can yeah. see why you would keep it, so. Yeah. And, yeah, if, <clears throat> like I said earlier, if you like stuff like, uh, Enter the Gungeon, Binding of Isaac, Rainbow Six Siege, and stuff. I highly su- and you're up around this time if you're listening live. I highly suggest you check out our buddy Corey Flackblag on Twitch. He's a cool dude, and he plays those things. And every now and then, most times you'll see a bunch of us in the community hanging out there as well. So don't be afraid to come by and just shoot the shit while watching some video games. It's a good time. Otherwise, thanks as always for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Have a good night. See you. Bye.